What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Bless. I'm chilling here with my co-hostess with the Moses Lemmy, and this is the Moment of Truth podcast. Today, we got a very special guest, a legendary fixture, uh, a, a, a real character in the scene and in mm-hmm. the game, broadcasting live from Montreal. Welcome to the show, my man, 80. Respect. 80 Rock, welcome. Welcome, 80. Thank you for thank you. 80 for and I go back a little me. bit. Just a little bit. We do, we do. Right? Dark times. Dark times. <laughs> fair enough uh we have things to talk about today guys but the the most important thing is we had quite on the on the show quite sane if you watch that episode you better have fucking watched that episode but if you watch that episode we had quite sane on and we talked about montreal hip-hop we got a little carried away we spoke about sona we just we went we went somewhere dark like you Hmm. we're we're gonna try to stay on the light side today but uh we're gonna talk a little bit more about montreal hip-hop that's that's something that i want to cover 80s an expert he was deep deep in the scene when i first started fucking with certain people this guy had friends for 10 20 years prior so uh number one thing i want to talk about guys is i want to talk about nice fancy things i know that both you guys love fancy things you like nice jewelry you like jordans i'm gonna leave you blessed just to like give me some of your favorites i think we might like air max more than we like jordans i haven't actually worn a jordan in years is that a fact? To be honest with you. I still wear certain retros. I'm not mad at that. Really? Still wear certain Put that retros. out there. But I agree <laughs> with him that it is that, you know, the whole sneaker culture shit got really overhyped and really overexploited. And, and when every kid, you know, in high school can just order them online and, and there's no exclusivity and there's no quality left, that it's not as special mm-hmm. or as uh, interesting to rock. Whereas once upon a time, you know, when you busted out a pair of J's, people were like, yo, where'd you find those? Yeah, exactly. And most of the time you had hoarded them from back then. So it made it super rare. Now every nerd has them and they don't wear them right. So they totally kill it. It's like an elementary school when there was a hot winter coat and everybody had the jacket <laughs> in the same color and you were like, it's nice, but I don't want it. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? It's so, like cheap. Yeah. You know, still, I still fuck with ones, threes, fours, fives, 11 sometimes, but that's about it. I pretty much really. fuck with like three quarters of them except for the ones well, that just are the best ones. exploited. <laughs> but oh. I'm not out there buying. What I did it to limit myself is I just only buy the classic colors. So the I, bread I, or the white. or Yeah, whatever, exactly. Whatever. I also think that before sneaker culture was a counterculture. Mm-hmm. So like was. if you were the type of person to blow all your money on shoes, mm-hmm. literally everybody would think you're crazy. Mm-hmm. Tell me about it. Now, if you do that, you're just like everybody else in the class or the... Which is ridiculous. Cypher right? or you the have the you know what I mean? Like, Sorry, go, go, go. Sorry to interrupt And it's you. just mainstreams and it's, it's whatever. And I also, I think because we're not kids anymore, we just grow out of it. You know? Well, like, I definitely haven't grown... You like and you kind of stick with them. Yeah, but I, I, you know? oh, you mean Jordans? Or just shoes in general. Yeah. You, know? well, you, I mean, find, you find exactly what you want. I feel like back then it was like digging for a sample. And when you heard the sample, you knew what mm-hmm, you could do mm-hmm, to it. Mm-hmm. You knew who you, how you could put it together. You know how mm-hmm. you could rock it. And, you know, we would go to sneaker spots in New York and we would get fucking Harachis and dope fucking filas and all kinds of left field shit. Two for 80 buck. Mm-hmm, Sometimes mm-hmm, even mm-hmm. two for 65. So you might buy 10 pairs because A, they're affordable. And B, it was about 
having what everybody doesn't have, have and exactly. pulling it off, not exactly. getting what everybody has to keep up. So exactly. counterculture, I totally agree with AD on that. Right exactly. now, now you have these hype beasts that like just go out. And it was buy about these, finding these like an ACG in a rare color that would match some weird liquidation North Face piece that you had, and when yeah. you had that teal and brown ACG <laughs> with that teal and brown. 90% off sample pullover, you were you were winning. Exactly. Whereas now any retard can go with a credit card and buy the latest North Face and buy the Supreme hoodie and buy the stupid Jordan if they're willing to pay. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, it's I accessible. just saw five nerds wearing the shit and I don't even like it anymore. Like I don't like the way it looks on you. Exactly. So I don't want exactly. it to touch my epidermis. That's really what it is. I don't is. want it to grace my Because two people skin. can wear the exact same thing. And one of them spoils them for the other. 100%. You know what I mean? 100%. 100%. That, you know, it's even like with mass, with like, you know, like mass marketed brands like H&M and Zara and all that shit. Once yeah, upon yeah. a time, you know, you could pick a few pieces from those places because nobody knew what it was. It didn't even exist in Canada. You yeah. might get a pair of jeans or whatever. Now, as soon as it hits the store, every you know weirdo who you know yeah you know i mean they just destroy it and then you're like oh yeah. god i could never eat. even if it's not ugly you're just like i just can't put it on not to be a snob you just it's want to true. be an individual it's you true. know what i'm saying because you don't want to look like him at all costs <laughs> exactly, exactly exactly very fair question 80 what's good what are your what are your tops like as far as air maxes the 95s the originals uh I, 95s don't look good on my feet okay Okay. They look like tanks. So, so give me your your uh, Mount Rushmore shoes. Um, favorite models. Fuck. Right. Mount Rushmore has four. 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 Does on it Mount have Rushmore? four faces? Four faces. Can you name them? Yeah. Right. Good luck. George Washington is one. <laughs> there you okay, go. Okay. Washington. <laughs> that's all I know. Uh, wow. That's a good I fucking question. I hope George Washington is one. Mount Rushmore shoes. Eighty. Put you on the spot. Um, what are your What's your favorite kicks of all time? Pretty obvious. I know what you're gonna say, but I'll let you say it. I like Nike TNs. From like 2009, 2010 to about 14, they only really released in Europe. So if you're lucky to get the colorways that are popping, like way over, it's a nice head. shoe. Nobody really sees it. That's the same shoe you were talking about that Vapor they did Max the uh, Vapor Max with that exactly. But the new um, I like 97s. I like the uh, Adidas Bucinets. It's a uh, it's basically a skateboard shoe that they made out of a soccer shoe. Okay. So it's it's hard to find. Nobody really knows what it is, but it has a really good classic look to it. It looks better than the Stan Smith, better than a, a uh, what's the other gazelle. one? Like the, a gazelle. Gazelle, exactly, or even a Campus. Yep. It's yep. basically he took three or four Adidas and put them together into one shoe. Okay. And it when has did, a really when unique those, look. When did those come out? Uh, I, think, I think he's been running them for a few years since maybe like putting notes in my 2015. Phone so I can check for later. It's called, it's, the guy's name is Dennis Buzinitz. Yep. It's his shoe um what else man not really not no really Jordan. anything else no i fuck with the air surtegs or any of those ACs. i had stabs stabs i had uh, i, still have I had somewhere. 180s mm -hmm. um it's weird like things are just kind of they they fade away i don't really like air max ones you know I, what i, I find like they're, too, they're too they're too yeah they're too I, I still have a few but i find they're too narrow and they're just not the it most kind of looks like a marshmallow yeah i don't know if, i don't know if you know what classic I mean. silhouette but they're not very comfortable uh -huh. i agree with you not my favorite um yeah i would definitely have to say for me it would be originally i was air max 95 head 97 hoarder and then jordan one three 
four mm-hmm, or five, mm-hmm. pretty much, you know. Um, and and then and then I started going overboard. And what's, I said, what's your favorite Jordan? If you three. had to, if you had to only have three. one, it'd be three. Okay, three. See, yeah, it's the most it's the most be a six for me. Very dope. Really, I'm. I'm an but I can't over, wear them anymore. I'm an but I still appreciate it that much. It would still be my. It's favorite. just that silhouette for me was do the right thing. Yeah, it was that silhouette, and, and not to be confused, the, I think maybe one of the most iconic because of Fresh Prince would be the fives, hundred percent, the black, the, the grape, also. and the yeah. white originals. Yeah. Um, but you know what it is for me? It's just those threes were always like the grail because the yeah. fours are amazing too, but they're just too easy to find. They were just yeah. too easy to, get. and a yeah. lot of people slept on tens. Tens are Ten, the, the one that was like, like a caterpillar. Ones. Yes, exactly. O- OVO. Yo, like when everybody Drake thought those were ugly. A hundred percent. The one, the one after the the X. Right. One, the one after. Everybody the thought those X. were ugly, but I, I thought they were dope on I, a futuristic. I have. I, I still have a pair of black and gray ones from 2008. I think the entire inside of the shoe is checkered. Nice. Oh, I know which ones. This? They're gray suede. They're fucking. Oh, and it says 23 in like graffiti. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, they're Beautiful. fucking dope. I actually, I actually like that shoe. I fuck with that shoe. But I would have to say, I think my favorite Nike of all time is the original Air Max 95s with the gray and, and the neon. Yeah, yeah, okay. Those are my favorite, man. I remember seeing way. Fat you know Joe need, rocking those. You know what I really need? I need an Insta Pump Shack. Why hasn't that come back out? Give me the I've fucking... never needed in my life a Reebok. It's, no, it's so neither, weird. I just, I just don't. Only when, when I was in I, was I, I just don't I care. Like... I, it's never? really it's not never and i had them i when i was younger i had them i had a bunch of Reeboks even like the like, jay-z's and i think birdman maybe did a reebok ah, like that's ah, like wearing that's, lugs bro yeah you're exactly, not gonna wear lugs yeah, i don't care exactly. if birdman puts his name to some lugs <laughs> let me ask you did you ever fuck with classic of all classics the high top wallaby um i have five or six pairs of wallies me too still. me too wow have, wow uh, the, too. The, the, the most rare rarest pair i have Black leather, the toe is perforated, mm. and then there's a, a down the side. There's a white stitching. Nice, We're completely random, completely down the middle, kind of like dope. a kind of like a flag. That's and then dope. the top lip is white. Did you see this guy on Instagram? I think his name's. I know exactly. You who know, you're talking. Sycamore Sick- style. Sycamore exactly. Sycamore style. He more dies. sicker than yours. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get the. Yo. The fucking purple tape ones. One man. of these days. The purple tape lows are I'm just gonna dumb. I'm going to get, because like, I have the classic beige joints, the classic of sand course, ones. Of course. I'm going to get a pair of those. I'm going to stain them two-tone, and then I'm going to find the two-tone Kangol. Like Don't on the fucking. Just buy them from him. He gets yeah. them cheap. Man. No, no, I'm going to have him stain it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, just have him do it. I don't yeah, think exactly, they're that cheap, exactly. though. But. I think they are, Maybe man. he wants to sponsor the show. And right? Yo, the they're like under, under 200 I've American. seen the idea really? account. Yeah, man. Oh, shit. That's good. For sure. You can put, he has sales all the time, too. That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. But you'll ruin all your socks. Mm. It's not like an age tan. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like dipped yeah. and ready to go. You, you know what I That's mean? That's the hood you put shit. I know. Like, you pair of wallies and like you take them out and it's, yeah. it's, all, it's all tan. Yeah. But that makes it less attractive. Whatever. It's still dope. Like, it is still dope. Still the look is amazing. Dope. The look sure. is amazing. I need those, two. Those old school wallies. But, but. What old wallies with shorts? Let's not take attention away from mm. wallies being the number one ankle breaker. Oh, fuck yes. The number one. <laughs> if you hit a fucking, <laughs> uh, um, even if you if someone pushes you yes, jokingly yes. to when the side, you're drunk, it's you a risk. Take your, you take your, because yeah. for people who don't know, the gum sole is less wide than the shoe itself. It's, it like sits so in the you middle. can, and it's a square like a block of cheese yeah. that can just do this. Boop. 
you know what it is crack your ankle and you know what it is <laughs> actually you know what they make them now with like real gum or whatever or like cheaper gum mm. but that sole that we're used to is tree gum Mm, like the, the soft you, you know one. how it's yes i once bought first? i once found a gum. navy blue pair but with the shitty hard sole yeah and i couldn't fuck with it did it have a little uh clark sticker on the side yeah like thing? It, yeah i don't know it's yeah, a cheap know, version exactly. of yeah, it. Yeah, and it looked cool but not not the same as the original yeah, it's with not that, the tree gum yeah because that shit was That's the, the original one? boost foam i feel like uh, right it was like yeah, yeah they were going in that direction you know what i'm saying um and also that's the best cat burglar shoe not mm. that I'm for that, but the best what? Like you can walk, you can walk across a hardwood floor in a new pair of Wallies. You will not make that shit creak because it's a gum sole. It's like a like fucking... you're literally there's no noise. How do what, so walk. what? Like what? How it's would you describe cool. it? It's, it's well, obviously it's rubber. It's it's almost sticky. Yeah, it's like one of those sticky bouncy balls. Yeah, exactly. It's almost sticky. And there's and by the way, there's no footprint. Yeah, in a Wally. It's just a, there's it's, no. It's like pattern. a fingerprint. There's one. There's one, one like gel. It's yeah. a gel. It's almost like a yeah. gel sole. It's, yeah. it's one flat piece. It's one yeah. flat piece. And it hangs over the edge so you could sprain your ankle. No, it doesn't hang no, over the edge. You hang no, over the edge. You hang over the edge, but the material, the sole is actually smaller than the actual but material. Yo, we used well. to be at Plamondon Metro. It's a beautiful shoe, man. That shit's timeless. Beautiful, bro. I, I remember the first day I bought a pair of Wallies. It was the black suede with oh, the gum sole. I have the black, the blue. I was so and happy, the, man. And they're comfortable, bro. They are super comfortable. Still to this day, they're like one of the hardest shoes of all time out. Mm -hmm. I like that account too. I know it's underrated. Super underrated. It's the type of shoe that you could bring back. It always gets appreciated. And mm -hmm. still at the same time, almost nobody really does it. Nobody does it. Mm -hmm. so. But it is, it is high paranoia wearing the beige tan ones to a club. <laughs> one drop yeah. of cranberry. <laughs> Somebody spills an ice cube and the drop goes. It's finished. Yeah, it's bro. toast for sure. It's finished. It's over. Yeah. You can never wear those. Again. Yeah. They, that's one shoe doesn't look good dirty. Oh, God, no. Like, you can't... And you can't it. clean it. No, you... Really you're finished. If somebody yeah, you steps on it, you're gonzo. Yeah. So that's why I've been for years now. I buy all the fancy shit, but I need the club... I need the club bangers, not the club beaters, the club bangers, meaning mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't mind spending a little extra on a black on black on black. If it's clean and I like it on black and black on black, yeah. be it Prada sneakers, because me, I don't discriminate. I fuck with the with the Harlem the Harlem Pradas. Oh, you f you with fuck the, with the with the non shoemaker shoes. Yeah, like people who don't who shouldn't be making shoes making shoes. And well, no specific. Like, ones. do you like the Balenciagas? Hell no. Okay, good. No, I don't wear none of that. Respect. I'm saying I'm saying <laughs> no. Garbage. I'm saying the Kud Special, the Prada World Cup sneakers. Uh, okay. The original. You know which ones I'm talking nah, about? I don't even know which ones. You got to Google that. The Prada World Cup sneakers was very popular uptown in New York. All the hustlers had them. It's a dress shoe sneaker, but it's bulky as fuck. Okay. And like people don't even rock it like that anymore, but everybody in New York knows about the Prada World Cup sneaker. It's Not iconic. Aware. You could rock them with shorts or you could rock them like to the club. Is this, is but this, when you pull them up, you'll know exactly what they is are. Is this like, like, uh, you there's not an old, there's an oh, old, yeah, yeah, yeah. you remember those? The black on black ones. Yeah. This shoe. Come on, son. Can you, can you wear them to a wedding? Yes. Of course you You're can. You're good? Like, yeah, like I guess. You could. I mean, you yeah, wouldn't, you, but you could. You know what? You could because they're Prada. Because they're Prada. And, be and people would be like, what are those? They're Prada. And they'd be like, ah. 
That's why I don't get it. You they're know, kind but of if you're an like, ugly I got shoe. them at fucking Payless, they'd be like, what's the fuck's wrong? You know what it is? They're kind of an ugly shoe, but they were before the ugly shoe wave of the Balenciaga, what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. I don't wear any platform shoes or anything. But this was like hype back in the day, and only okay. like rich hustlers would have these ridiculous $800 sneakers. Oh, they were $800? Yeah, back bro. then? Back then, oh bro. Oh, my God. So they were a real stat. So everyone in Harlem always had these. Wow. In they had them in patent leather and orange, and I got a pair in black and lime green. It's all about getting things. Go. See, those, that's, that's the type of shoe you leave in the box. Of course. And forever. Of course. Because that, because that shoe is from... It's, it's a memory from a specific yeah, time it's period. It's opulence. You know what I mean? It's not nice. It's not cool. You no. wouldn't wear it still, but no. you, you, it's two stories. Yeah, you want to have stories. You're like, I have Yo, like four pairs on ice. This. I, have I like still four have, pairs to this ice. day, I have an original, I think it was 2004. Mm -hmm. uh, it says USDA on the back, giant stop snitching t-shirt. Mm. the red joint with I the giant stop that. sign. Yes. And my boy bought it for me. Extra long uh, On, a, I think it was 141st or some shit like that in Harlem. Mm -hmm. And he bought that. And off the same guy, he bought two bottles of Scissorp. Of course. You remember the, the purple punch? Of course. The dipset liquor? Of course. And he came back to my place. He was... He, he, he drove back and he stopped by Montreal and he just came by with the liquor and the t-shirt and it was just very like... Amazing. You know what? I still have it. I would never wear it. Well, what about never in my fucking life. When you but. had the mixtape stand and they had all the mixes of like 80 Soulful House, break beats, but music where it wasn't just hip hop or current or Biggie Mixer, shit where you could actually get educated and learn like the best of Al Green, the yeah, best yeah, of James yeah. Brown, but mix dope with the mm. right breaks and everything. Mm. And you could buy like seven of them for like 20 bucks. Mm -hmm. And also I remember in Harlem, I bought the Onyx Back the Fuck Up tee, uh, the original bootleg back there then. Go. And they were like five for $30. Perry would be pissed. Oh my <laughs> God, bro. That's amazing. That shit, I still have that somewhere in storage. I remember, uh, I don't know if you guys ever saw that one. I don't think we've spoken about this one. DMX Unleashed Unreleased. I don't know if you guys know that one. The D album? DMX. Oh, we did talk about that, actually. D DMX Unleashed Unreleased is 25 tracks recorded on what could be like a Fisher-Price play, like, record on a cassette. Mm -hmm. And it's DMX spitting every verse until he ran out of verses and stopped being good at rapping. <laughs> it's like wow. all his best every verses. verse. Like, I'd listen to, like, It's Dark and Hell is Hot, and I'd know the verse the second it came on. Like, he'd start rapping, and I'm rapping that verse the first time he heard it. And my friends are like, how? I'm like unleashed, that unreleased. Shit. Like that shit. I've had 28 tracks of all his <laughs> verses his whole okay, career. Okay, so hold up. Basically, what it was was his original demos. Oh, his original demos. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It was like recorded in Why someone's just, basement. Nice. It was. It was. It was all. His, <laughs> Why did you no, say but, that? But but what it, what it was demos? was it was like three albums deep, and once he was done with whatever oh was okay you're, so you're saying three albums later years years later years he was, you'd still hear the same bars from the unreleased he reworked album. them for his right, albums of course, when yeah, he got yeah. his deal or whatever because that was probably, his best yeah, shit it was exactly, wild exactly. that was his best shit yeah that's actually probably a smarter move for people than they'd think right you know what I, I mean I mean it was common practice what? no but I'm saying like you make you, most people make their money uh, not their money their, uh, their best music in the same moment Sure. You know what I mean? Plus like you have a lot more shine time and then hands. they dim and then they shine. So it's like if you were to not record a bunch of songs in that moment, hold on to them, not use them right away, realize that maybe you can't hit that moment again, you mm -hmm. still have them. Sure. That's you know exactly what I mean? What Put he them did. back out. He, exactly. was, he was in such a zone talking about such things. He had exactly. Damien 1, 2, 3 from the same moment, like you said, 
but he just waited three albums to release them. But that's it's normal. fire. That's but, fire. I didn't know that. But that's it's normal amazing. because the guy had a lot of time on his hands, and this was years of collecting his best verses. Mm-hmm. So once he gets busy and he gets a deal and he's touring and he's doing promo, he might not be able to have that much uh, you know, leeway and that much grace period to come up with his best shit. Also, right. also inspiration, the right new or songs. Or whatever, yeah, exactly. You know, or Regardless. even content, like... I mean, even Jay, like you heard a lot of verses on Jay, like on, you know, Stretch and Bobito or on uh, like Hot 97 over mm-hmm. the years. And they always got turned into Cameron, tracks. man. Yeah, they Cameron. always got turned into. Records. He did that fucking. Well, compu- why wouldn't you? He did that it? computer's Putin verse that I think I think it's, I think it's on Get 'Em Girls. Mm-hmm. I heard that on mm-hmm. on uh, What's Up Gangsta. I heard that on I could name maybe five different beats on like put Doesn't out put out on Putin and done a nooning. That's yeah, that's that whole verse, and so when it then I'm in, and then he and then he dropped it again, and it's a Kanye West. Is it Kanye West beat? Get him, girl. Dump no, up, I I, I kind of no, doubt no, it. No, I kind of no, doubt it is. Kanye, I really doubt it is. I I just remember that because he's in the video. Yeah, but uh, I just thought it was kind of kind of cheap. It is. It and is. And I'm like, ah, oh, I'm like, bro, I'm like, yo, I I already absorbed that content and enjoyed <laughs> it. Yeah, like thoroughly it enjoyed it, and I, you know it. what? It actually sounds better on that mixtape track because I listened to it six hundred times. Right, mm-hmm. and is now it, I have to readjust my memory of the verse on "Get 'Em Girls." But these you know guys, I, mean? I like, think they were just greedy. They would get an advance. They would have a deadline to turn the album in. They would go through all their favorite mixtape verses, mm-hmm. re-put them, sprinkle a couple ones they wrote in the last couple months, and call it a project. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just depends on the writing process. You know what I mean? Like. Uh, but everybody who like Biggie reuse verses, everybody reuse verses because when it's 100%. an amazing verse that you put your all into, if you ca- can put it on a bigger record, why wouldn't you do that? In retrospect, I'm not mad at all. You know, you what, know I mean? what I'm trying to it say? It was though? just something that like in the moment you notice and you're like, and it's annoying. No, it and is. You're younger and you're hearing because it. You're, and like, you're like, this isn't unreleased. Like, I know this. Yeah, this isn't like, new. I know Fuck. This. You know, I, I feel you on that. And it's supposed to go a certain way. And then if the next verse is different, you're like, nah, like it's supposed to go this way. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, for sure. Like my memory serves me this way. For I mean, sure. No, it, make, it, it makes a lot but. of sense. But at the same time, it's like these guys don't want to take no chances. And they're like, these are my best winning. And it didn't, it didn't like, like, I, I would never end up disliking you over it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I still love Cam, But the era was the same, and people had a shorter memory because there wasn't YouTube. You couldn't pull it up. True. Think about that. Oh, yeah, for sure. You couldn't be like, oh, and yeah. not everybody had that mixtape. Bingo. If you, you were know, like, like, yo, it's in a, I could be like, nah, you're tripping. And then where are you going to pull it up? Yeah. If you don't have it on you, yeah. done. The conversation's done. Wasn't as publicized. Now they're like, oh, Blast published this in 2009 on YouTube, and now it's verse three on his yeah, mixtape. Yeah, yeah, it's like, ah, yeah. oh, fuck out of here. You guys really paying attention that much? Then buy 10 copies. Fuck. Did you ever notice? Thank you. I, you know? <laughs> I, I, don't know, I don't know if you ever noticed this, but uh, so I did a record with um, in 2000. It, we put it out in 2013, I think. May 2013 mm-hmm. uh, with this guy, Borden. You played uh, me some called, of the shit. Yeah, pro- yeah mm-hmm. exactly, exactly. Called 180 Rocks. Yes. And we, okay, because in that session, we didn't remember. have internet. Exactly. So we Which, by the way, we have internet at the studio. Res- right? Mad respect. <laughs> <laughs> Unlimited. I like that. But, uh, the so 80 Rock Project. They did a song. Um, he, he raps, rapped, used to rap, whatever, with this guy, Peso. Okay. Respect to Peso. Peso. Yeah, exactly. Shout to Peso for sure. And, uh, their first like big song was a video um, directed by Full Course. I think it was Lab Noise. Yeah. Okay. So it's the same sample as as 
uh, you and Guru. No. As, Talking to me? As uh, the song before you and Guru. My song? Yeah. My time? Yes. The electric guitar? Yes. Okay. Mm. The same. You know mm, what? Maybe I cool. have them mistaken and actually it might Maybe be the, the Guru talk sample. To me, the yeah, talking to me. Exactly. Exactly. Ray exactly. Ray did that for me. And uh, I just, I wondered if you ever knew. I didn't. Because I think I was the only one ever to notice it. I didn't. I didn't know. And he told me. I didn't. He I was didn't like, know. yo, Bless has a, has, has a song with the same sample. A pretty That's big wild. song with that same sample. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> Maybe my right? biggest song with but that sample. But of course, of course, of course. And did Madison, you know what? somebody else didn't take the sample? They took my instrumental, Stack Bundles, took Talking to Me, and did something on that. And I That's believe amazing. Jim Jones was on it. That's amazing. Yup. Because Guru made sure that he uh, distributed uh, copies of the 12-inch to everybody in New York. Mark Ronson, like, we, so we pulled up to a night Mark Ronson was playing. He pulled it out. He had it in the crate. So mm -hmm, he really mm -hmm. made sure. We personally gave it to fucking Stretch. We personally gave it to Mark Ronson. I wonder Ronson. what the link was. What? Like, I wonder what the Stack direct bundles? link was between Stack and... The I meet. have no idea, but it circulated well in New yeah, York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Stack was notorious for just jumping on Beatsy. Like, for sure, for sure. So somebody called me when they and, played And honestly, who wouldn't? Yeah, it was that, a great, that, that it was a great beat, you know. And, I, and I, I like. They were like, "Oh shit, how do you feel about?" It? I'm like, "Yo, this shit's dope. Stack bundles is For dope." Sure. You know? So, For sure. God bless Stack bundles. For that, sure. shit was dope. that shit was dope. But no, I didn't know that. I'd like to hear that. Mm. You didn't play me that though. After I after didn't the have show. a chance because it's not my beat, mm. gentlemen. After the show. We'll go, yeah, we'll, go yeah. we'll get nostalgic after. I'll, I'll play it for you. It's dope, though. It's really dope. It's a different vibe. I think it's slower. Is but it's the, the identical. Like Really? It's just a loop, right? Yeah. Like, boom, I boom, and boom, it's boom, a boom. fire loop. Like, Is that the one? It's one of those that makes me je I get jealous when I hear these loops. <laughs> because because I, I've never heard it on uh, anything. Like, what are the fucking chances that I've never heard that on anything but local? Not to say that your song didn't go bigger than local, mm -hmm. which it did, but mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, right? Mm -hmm. It was Why actually two Montreal that? artists that happened to have that same sample. I've never heard that sample before. Mm -hmm. You know? It's we weird. It's that, weird. It's, it's just Me a and Guru did that record in 2002. Wow. We did that in 2002. And we recorded that here in Montreal. And when was, when was the Peso Borden one? Uh, maybe 2010. 10? Yeah. Okay, that that brings me it's to a full one course, of my, It's a full course video. I'm, 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 I'm just noise. seamlessly now transitioning into one of my topics that I want to talk about tonight. Um, Excellent blend. Right? Like, this just happened. <laughs> you said 02, and you, you're, you're saying 10. <laughs> mm -hmm. I want to talk about 02, 2000-ish to 10. Okay, okay. So tell me, tell me where you started in the game, 80. Yeah, Do tell us about yourself. Uh, I, us I don't know this story. Yeah. I've known you for, what, like 10 years now? Yeah. Close to, if not. I don't know where 80 started. I don't know what the crew he came up with, <laughs> what kind of breakdancing you were into. I, uh, I'm the same age as you. Well, yeah, I think and, I'm, uh, I'm a couple months younger. For and, him, um, first time ever. I, I grew up in Ottawa, downtown Ottawa. I moved here when I was like 21, literally just to like stimulate, stimulate my mind and get out of trouble. You know, there was really nothing there for me. At the time, I'm sure there would be now, but and uh, getting more trouble here, but same difference. Right? No, no trouble here, man. Okay, Everything, everything's good over on this side. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I started making beats a few years later after I moved here. Um, I I had an apartment with this guy Frankie Fatsack. I don't know if you guys remember this guy. I remember him. Yeah. Everybody, I he think was he nice was the guy. DJ for Offsides, if I'm not mistaken. 
Remember these I guys? I remember. Remember them. Malicious? Yeah, of course. They were very nice, very nice guys. I know them for exactly. Malicious. Malicious a exactly. West Island cat, no? Um, I don't know. I'm not exactly. Or, or, uh, or, or South Shore. Said black. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I know who he is. Super good guy. And he nice had, um, yeah, so anyway, so, so I, I live with Frankie. And um, he would just leave his music programs open and leave, you know, for days. And I would just kind of fuck, fuck with it. And one day I was just fucking with it. And I put some drums together. And then mm -hmm. my friend started freestyling. And I got automatically inspired. I was nice. like, oh, fuck. This is it. This is, I'm, like, I'm five steps away from, you know, being, being able to even make a beat. Mm -hmm. And uh, did you ever, a lot of producers started rapping. Did you ever try to rap? Back of course. The there you go. Of course. I was young, though. I was maybe like 16, 17. Started rhyming for fun. When I would do it, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'd rap Wu-Tang and shit. I'd mm -hmm. fucking, you know, find mm -hmm. your favorite song and rap it over a different beat or something like that. Mm -hmm. But... Mm -hmm. I don't know, you man. Trying to write the rhymes? second it's weird, like I don't like spotlight, so You're, yeah. I would You're never. I'm not producer. the guy who's gonna stand out. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? In in a group of ten people, yeah. whereas like maybe you would or somebody else who want you know speak. Their well, mind, most producers kind of DJs and producers exactly. are more introverted or whatever. Exactly. It's but I lucked out. I um, I was just making it as a hobby, and I started meeting people, and uh, then I met Dutch. And Dutch gave me, put me in contact with these guys from Montreal North. I think their name was Black Mafia or Some, like something that one of those words. It made, it you made know what sense I mean? Like, anyways, and okay. uh, he was basically he hit me up like, yeah, like I heard you got beats. Like these guys want beats. Do you want to sell them beats? And I said like, okay. Like I literally made fifteen beats in my whole life. You're and like, he's like, okay. Like. And he's like, how much? I'm like, two hundred dollars. He's like, okay. <laughs> you know, and like, yo, it was decent. Like I've been listening to music my whole life. Like yeah. if you understand it, you understand it. For sure. You know what I mean? It's a using programs or whatever. That's just working out the math in your own head, mm -hmm. figuring out how to do it. You already like, have the vision. You I figured know it out doing. almost right away, just because I'm like, no, it has to be like this. It can't be like this. So I'm not gonna make a hip hop beat and it not sound like hip hop. Yeah. Then what the fuck am I doing? You know what I mean? So. Mm -hmm. Um. So how long do you feel like it took you to really find your groove, to really get good, to master the software, and to be able to maneuver? I'll never say I mastered anything. Well, you know, to where but, you were but, comfortable oh, oh, okay. to play in shit like a for comfortable people. space. Um, honestly, for six months. Wow. Like it was, it was, it was more of um, I was already there. I just needed to do something. Mm -hmm. I already know everybody. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like, it's like Finding the guy in lane. the room that's not Finding doing something. Find your lane. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to become productive as a person. Sure. And you're going to rap. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was friends course. with Lowe's. I was friends with yeah, all, all these dudes. Were, so I was like, I can help you. I need to find a way to help you. Sure. So and uh, the love was I, already there. And it was just like, yeah. okay, where's my puzzle that fits in, in this? I just, I just did that, man. And I, I sold a couple beats like prematurely that just like gassed me. It gassed my ego. Awesome. You know, I was like, ah, and I didn't even have a name. I didn't even have a name. My name on Facebook was Young Dick Cheney. <laughs> no word of a lie. And Cheney, yes. Cheney spelled like a chain. That was my name for years. And so I'd, I still have songs on this day. You can go on YouTube and look up, produced by Young Dick Cheney. It'll f I have a bunch of songs. A bunch of dudes from Toronto. That's dope. And uh, so I switched it. One time I was with um, this guy that I used to be friends with. And I was sampling a lot of 80s rock at the time. Mm, so and that's he's just like yo he's like question, yeah. he's like you should call yourself 80s rock 
And I'm like, mm. that will get lost in the vortex. That's a, that's a genre. Yeah. 80, you know right? what I mean? And I'm like, but if I take out the S, you know, and your short, name it, always like, reminded me of that. What was it? Uh, 80 blocks from Tiffany's. You know, there was a project that Pete Rock did. No, I don't know if it was Pete Rock. Uh, there's a project. There's a documentary, actually, 80 blocks from Tiffany's. Really? And somebody, you don't, you don't know this? Nah, not even. Wow. Uh, he's pulling out the phone. He's pulling out the phone. He's checking shit. There was uh -oh. a project, a mixtape, an EP called 80 blocks from Tiffany's. And I mm. always thought that your name had something to do with this. Nah, it was just that. And there was another um, coincidence at the same time. Just my, what, what I was involved in. 80 blocks from it just Tiffany's. kind of came together 80 blocks from Tiffany's is a crazy documentary about the gangs in New York back in the day in the Bronx and the Bronx was 80 blocks from Tiffany's you know I'm gonna use this right what the fuck what the fuck welcome to the moment so it of basically, truth. it just basically got looks like um <laughs> this looks like what's it called uh the Warriors the Warriors exactly that but that's a real documentary. And then I don't know if it was Camp Low wow. or Pete Rock. But they don't get too excited because it is exciting. There's a mixtape. <laughs> don't get too excited. <laughs> somebody somebody exciting. did it. So people did it. Camp Low and Pete Rock, 80 Blocks from Tiffany's. And it's mixed. called 80 Blocks wow. from wow. Tiffany's. Good for okay. you. That's Good fine, for though. You. That's fine. That's you just a play on words. Up. I'm gonna do that's just a play on words. No. Still fuck with it. Like my, uh, it. but isn't like, that dope? Oh, I fuck with it. You could use the artwork. I have to fuck with it. You have that. To. That I, fell in my lap. So here, um, no, you know, every like, time I would see your face, I thought that you were up no, on this. Bro, I had no, bro. I that's was like, amazing. Oh, I like his swag. He named himself after that documentary. That's like amazing. That. Oh, that shit's dope. That's, that's why. Amazing. Yeah, I swear. That's really good. Right now, you just blew my mind because when you said I was sampling '80s rock, clever. I go, okay, that makes sense. And then I'm like, wait a minute. It's not that. It's not this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm dumbfounded. For sure, for sure. And Camp Low and Pete Rock. I mean, it was a, it was a pretty That's like, notable That's amazing. No, I project. never knew. And it's not knew. old. Uh, the documentary's old, I believe, but the project's not even How long is the documentary? Old. You don't know? Okay, like you saw it back in the day? Yeah. It'll be in your okay, sampler okay, okay. within the next days right yeah that, Camp Lowe and that, that, that's a whole theme that's so easy for me someone just got an album oh my god <laughs> literally they did literally this, they did this though but, but you know you can rate you can flip it different 2013 they did this and what year the did, did what, what year did the documentary come out in give the name again just, just for the people it's called 80 blocks 1979 documentary and what they were talking about tiffany's stores or somebody's bucks. some girl's house like breakfast at tiffany's like okay. It was that bougie movie breakfast? But is okay. Tiffany's a restaurant or is it actually the store? I think, I think it might have been the department. <laughs> uh, hold on, store. I'm going to tell you right now. None of us are going to be qualified to answer any yeah, of, a lot I don't of know. these I'm questions. Never really is, it, is it a girl? Like, is Tiffany like waiting? No, for no. Us? I believe. I mean, like I said, I'm not an it expert. It sounds like the store. It sounds like the department store. Yeah, might have exactly. Had a bougie place that rich people went. That's to what have. I'm thinking. Exactly. Exactly. Breakfast. So 80 blocks from Tiffany's was the South it's Bronx. It's a jewelry store, right? And the, well, yeah, Tiffany's is a, is a, right. is a very overhyped jewelry store. Yeah, you, you're, where buying they charge a, you're buying thousands a baby of dollars box. for silver with a stamp on it. It's and the if box. You, yeah, it's buy. ridiculous. <laughs> and if you want to buy like um, $5,000 engagement ring, it's 30 racks because they stamp Tiffany microscopically and put it in their box. Yeah. But I don't hey like $30,000, $5,000 rings. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't like $1,000 shoes I can get for $30. Especially if you're either. giving them to someone else. Yeah. That's like, 
As far as jewelry goes, like personally. But all that say, it was I like, don't give jewelry. I keep jewelry for myself. Like I buy jewelry. It's for me. I drop jewelry. 100%. It's a, sel- it's, a sel- it's a selfish. It's a selfish. Like 80 blocks from I'm Tiffany's. a selfish motherfucker. Like, oh, man. If, think, I, if, I could buy, if I could buy everybody watches and chains, I would. Okay, but speaking of, speaking of, life. well, when you finish that project, I'm waiting for my watch. <laughs> <laughs> and it's well documented. Uh, speaking, <laughs> of, <laughs> speaking of which, gentlemen, and I've had separate conversations with both of you, and I don't want to like blow up a spot here, but mm. uh, I know that you guys are both watch aficionados. I'd love for you guys to, to conversate, as Biggie would say. <laughs> like For a few? Just, for a few, just watches. Give me, I, we did Mount Rushmore of, of shoes. Like, are you are you more of like? A- well, I mean, you can't. I mean, listen, I don't, I don't own four watches that that are braggable. But you'll you'll sit on. But what are your favorite? Hold on, okay, okay, okay. What are your favorite watches? You'll sit um, on dead stock too. I've heard you say it. You got dead stock. Whatever. It's not the- <laughs> but get, get. Uh, what are my favorite watches? Favorite watches of all time. Wow. Um. Like, what's your favorite Rolex model? Is it the president? Is it the date just that I see you got? This actually isn't. This is a. This is an oyster date. Oh. I'll, 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 show, I'll show it to you in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I actually really like the date just. Um, the date just two, the newer being, one, the bigger one. Uh, no, actually, no, 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 because you can get the regular, the, the regular date just in. Because 40 that's and called the Jubilee Band. Exactly, that and, and that's that has the, the reason, oyster. That's band. the reason why I like it. Mm-hmm. Is the Jubilee Band? I think that Rolexes are. It's jewelry. For the most part, but if you buy 100%, a Submariner 100%. or you buy a, a GMT or you buy, uh, you know, an all steel Yachtmaster or something like that, mm-hmm. that's not jewelry. That's literally like a very that lot that watch will outlive you. Oh, oh not you know just that, I mean? but like that, that's, but that is a very safe investment. As oh, it's well. an extremely safe that, investment. That appreciates. Wrong, that appreciates. But so it's the opposite of jewelry. Rolex exactly. is not jewelry. Rolex but at the same time, it it's is. An appreci- well, obviously, it it's is. Been- <laughs> we wear it as. But yeah, what I exactly. mean is, typically, jewelry is something that you would buy and usually lose money on because you're losing money on, you know, on labor and you're getting charged more than per- than the per gram selling yeah. rate, obviously. But did you guys know that Rolex and and a lot of the high end watch brands, but Rolex retains its value better than any car retains its value better than any jewelry piece and the gmt the submariner and especially the daytona mm-hmm. and even the the, the prezies and and the and the and the date just two but honestly mostly those thing. three i think i think the the submariner is the most inflated watch of all time the submariner yeah, yeah but you know what they, they used to sell a, a bottom dollar now they they charge i know but you know what happens? What, what's, they what's, what's the hierarchy? 5%. Like the presidential is the best one. Well, okay. Or like, like what's the hierarchy? Stra- it's strange of Rolex? because um, some watches have precious metals like gold and stuff like that. A president is know? a president because it's solid gold. Okay. So the same silhouette as he's wearing was called a president when it was solid gold because it's presidential. It's solid gold. And then when it's two-tone or stainless steel, it was called the, the date just or the day date. Well, whatever. actually what it is is the, uh, the day date is a, is a presidential because it, because it has the day and the date. But typically we didn't Whereas call the it a president unless sense. it was yeah, solid. Exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. But the date just, like you can get a date just in all gold. Mm-hmm. It's technically not a prezi. It looks mm-hmm. the same, mm-hm. but it doesn't have the, the day date. of the week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the only difference. You mm-hmm. know what I, mean? I, have, I have a question. It's really, that and, and that alone is... A uh, ten to fifteen thousand difference. I have a question. You know, I, I, I've, honestly, this this is going over my head, but I'm actually trying to stay with you guys. 
when you flood it out with ice or you do something special to it, very not, it, very bad for the. That's what I was going to ask. That was watch. so. Yes. Those old, that was my question. Is, those is, ain't do you, Rolex do you diamonds. It, but then it goes up. Because Frowned of upon what you, as a collector. It's um, like autographing a mint condition rookie card. Why would you do that? If you change any of the I'm original pieces, you lose automatic value on yes. resale. Yes. A lot of people do it for vanity, so they don't really give a fuck. You but know what I mean? They're silly. like, oh, I'll just put diamonds in it. Yeah. And, and you're it's drilling like, out a cool. time piece that will appreciate. You're putting diamonds and no, you know, uh, no uh, dentist, doctor, nobody for resale value will want that looking gotcha. like that. Gotcha. So you got to sell it to another yeah, exactly. person it's, like you. It's got to be someone who's like, like wants a flooded for me, out. For me, any watches I've ever fucked with, I would never ice it out. I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't I, wear a watch I would never... This. I wouldn't even buy a watch uh, as is with diamonds in it. Okay, but, but we're sitting here, I mean, without M's in our bank account. Mm. I don't know about you guys, but personally. No. <laughs> if you had it, like, are you not flooding your, your... If I had it, I wouldn't flood my watch. Honestly, I would flood my chain. I'll be... I'll be I wouldn't. I think because I'm a white person. Okay. And because... Race has something to do with it? Uh, personal yeah. style. Maybe. I I think personal I'm, I'm, certain things Listen, look better on certain people. But hold Can on. Not, it's a personal style thing. You know what I mean? Because there's a lot of Spanish dudes that might ice out their watch. And there's a lot Bro, of white I, people I'm that might. I'm fluorescent like you. We are fluorescent. Diamonds do not look good on me. As a collector. Well, I like <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I like ice Straight out. up. Like, I like, and I wish they did. But they oh, just no. don't. So like in my mind, like it, to me, it would make me look like a cheap Fair. You know? Fair. Well, I do think that you definitely lose some of the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The cl class, the class, class. Of, the, of the timepiece by putting gaudy stones that didn't come on it. Like, unless it's factory. Like if, if your dad saw your iced out Rolex, you'd be like, I ruined a Rolex and he'd be mad <laughs> at you. <laughs> my dad would never wear a piece of jewelry. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Like I'm just saying. Like it's like it's like it's it's, it's either more grown grown folks to to rock it. As when, when Jay Z said yeah, he doesn't exactly. put rims or, or tinted windows, well, bro, well, it's bro, like that. It's right? like buying a gorgeous the car of your dreams and putting spinner rims on it. <laughs> yeah. Why the fuck would you do it? The yeah. car yeah. is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. You look stupid. And those are like diamond chips. Yeah. And tiny dusts that they put in them. <laughs> They're not putting carrots. I mean, like carrot single pieces. No, it's like well, in New York, they're rocks. doing some pretty ridiculous things. Oh yeah, me. no, no. I'm saying like pe me. people are doing carrots all around the bezel and everything. But when you have like an Audemars or like a Rolex and the entire oh, and watch yeah, is yeah, flooded, yeah, yeah, it's very like small. like there's there's like 1,200 fucking little you know, chips in your watch. And did you know, you know? And I give a little gem that you know all the time when they get brand new watches, they per the jewelers prefer to ice them out because that's how they can make a profit margin. The resale right. It's very right. hard to make a profit margin on a factory watch with box and papers because eBay keeps you honest. You know exactly what the score is. You know exactly, exactly what the... What once the, yeah. they buy the watch, they screw you on the price of the watch plane. They're actually they dropping the, the value. Labor. Then they say oh, it's one quality, but it's not. And then it's mm -hmm. very... There's three, four areas they can charge you a profit on rather than making 500 bucks on just giving you the watch with the box and papers. Yeah, exactly. So that is why it's, it's an industry pushed thing. Have you ever seen, um, lapis lazuli? You know what that is? Okay. So it's, it's this, it's this very rare stone that, um, only comes from the back of it's African like baby. a really really nice blue like it's mm -hmm. it's the best blue you can find and Dope. what they do is they put like um they kind of pepper it with gold flake mm. and there's a bunch of rollies you can get with it i've never you. heard of that that's that's crazy never heard of that 
I would, like I said, I personally would never take a gorgeous timepiece and drill it out and ice it out. I just not for me. No, I get you. It makes sense. Let me see it. Hold on, it's just. I learned, I learned something because like, I see all these iced out extra pieces and I'm like, exactly what you said, Bless. It's like signing a rookie card yes. that's worth money. It's like you're depreciating something yes. that doesn't need to be touched right now. It's like buying a Benz and putting a spoiler on it. <laughs> but, exactly. you know what I mean? but, but you're actually drilling the watch so the, it cannot be reversed. No, unless you have multiple, but some of them come with multiple bezels, right? Yeah, if it's just a bezel, you can that's take a different, the factory and then you can bezel, take it out, pop it put on, it back. It, yeah, that's okay. But if you go inside the watch and you're like drilling actually, the sides and the, and, and the bracelet, you're really. That's stupid. Right. And you know what? Anybody I know who bought an iced out Roly always wanted to trade it back for just a solid gold or just go classier no it makes sense I mean? it's like it's like wearing a nice gucci outfit that doesn't really say gucci that looks great versus having the g's all over your belt and your shirt at a point is going to be childish and you're not going to want to mm -hmm, rock that mm -hmm, for sure the face they did like this yeah cool fucking beautiful really cool yeah but then again this is an aftermarket that one's, style that one sold for uh what was it Seventeen thousand pounds which is, because of the how how no, precious. No, I think the, like the year, the model. It was just a really the fact good that condition, it's a Prezi, vintage. And it has the lapis usually those go face. for about fourteen. The Prezi from that from you know the nineties or the late eighties. Yeah, yeah, go yeah. Around fourteen, if there's not too much. And another thing. And but those are I said pounds. Oh, pounds. Pounds. So you're adding like like so a point. So, like so it, went, it went for about thirty. What is it one point five? And for about thirty, you know. Yeah, it was a rare that probably you know because anything pre nineteen seventy six. Skyrockets it ten times is in value. Well, that's considered like a classic thing. Cars, right? All blacked out face. Yeah, beautiful. Isn't it the These same? These are as the older ones. Yeah, those generally. are all from the nineties. All those cool mm. colorways, all nineties. Yeah, very nice, classic. Yeah, it's a I bit love small. It. This one, the the Prezi two is a little bigger. I like the Prezi two. Yeah, but I mean, though, that's the classic vintage one. But you know, any any so any Roly in great condition. Pre nineteen seventy six, start at auction from thirty thousand all the way up into hundreds of thousands. Hmm. So these are actually very good investment pieces for anybody who you know. Wants they never to depreciate. Sit on it. They're yeah. never they going to go appreciate. down. Appreciate. They only appreciate. Only but it's appreciate. like a classic Corvette or a classic yeah. Mustang or with, le is, uh, with less of a, a liability. Nineteen seventy seven Oyster date. Nice. Very clean. You want to show uh, it up to the camera? The pieces, like, you know, the pieces inside are gold, and it's a. Um, What's the word? It's a uh, very nice, very collectible. It's a um, fuck. What the hell is it called? I can't even think of it. Uh, like you have to turn it. Like it's not. It's not oh, a you kinetic energy. It. Oh, it's like a wind it. Wind it. Yeah. There you go. Sorry. Right? I, I know. I, could, a little. I, I, I couldn't. The, the words slipped my mind. By, by you shaking yeah. your wrist, it starts right. up the mechanism. Another thing that when you yeah, buy rollies that I suggest to everyone is the tighter the the links, the more it's worth. Meaning the less it was worn, the more no, stretched oh, out. Oh, okay. It's, it's like, like a car. It's been worked in. One hundred percent. Pick it up. And this is not too bad considering it's in great condition and well, it's my, very my, old. But do you see how, how it curves? Yeah. Bring, it, bring, it, bring it over this way. You see down, how it down curves a bit, down like a bit, that, down a bit. right? Yeah, exactly. There you go. That's the age. stays up, right? But this doesn't look like bad my, because uh, the links are very tight. My 2002 date just stays completely exactly. solid the entire and, and time. Thi and this is very... But the links are still very tight yeah. for, a, for, um, for a vintage watch. It's very nice. Mm -hmm. But when you buy one of these in gold... You don't want it hanging like that because no, the gold all. is much more malleable, and yeah. that's the difference Start between it being worth and like, eleven and twenty some odd thousand. Yeah. You know, but yeah, very nice, beautiful piece. Um, 
You want to talk about hip hop a bit? Yeah, for sure. So let's jump back in time to can what, we, to, we, to what I was saying. We jump back into an era where. Um, so lead, lead, lead us off, eighty. I made a couple beats for a few people, uh, a couple guys in Toronto. Who? It's randoms mm-hmm. throughout uh, Montreal also. And uh, I ended up in a studio one day with AG from DITC. Mm-hmm. Showbiz and AG. And Party Artie, which was like his mm-hmm. main man at the time, mm-hmm. who was in a famous battle with Murder Mook. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? On top of the picnic tables uh, in the Bronx. Smack? Yep. I, Smack I think DVD. Volume, volume one or two, I know that one. No, it's later on. It's like four or five. Four or five? Yeah. It's after and he the beat J. him. Mills? He won. It's after the J. Mills one? It was maybe, the only L. Is then. the only L that uh, Mook At that technically time that Mook took. took in Smack. I'm gonna need that. I'm gonna need that later. But okay, keep. But going. it's a good battle. It's a good battle. But um, yeah. Anyway, so I I ended up in a studio with them with uh, with um, fuck it, what's his name? Uh, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, rugged intellect. <laughs> Here we go. Legend. Legend. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. I'm I'm I'm, and, I'm scared and I'm not even in the same room right now. And uh <laughs> but yeah, basically um ended up chopping it up with them. Uh-huh. There were a few good people to mingle with. Yeah, show and, uh, classic. Yeah, I ended up getting a song with either of them. Oh. And uh we put out the AG one. The Party Artie song never came out. And then about a year later he passed away. Party Artie? Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah. Rest in peace. And uh, yeah, it was fucking dope, man. That was, like, and I got that, that, was, that shit. That was, that I got the, that shit cheap. Like I wasn't. I wasn't supposed. There were so many people that would have loved and appreciated it more to be in my shoes at that moment. But you know what? They needed weed, <laughs> and I just happened to be there. And I chopped it up with them, and they were very cool. And I was like, "Yo, let's do a fucking song." And they're like, "I'm down." Good for you, man. The next day, they're at my place on my couch listening to beats. Dope. You know, one of my. 60 beats i've ever made you know what i mean like still like new like wild, did, wild. Did, didn't have monitors so let me ask you talking like, didn't about have, like talking about ditc and 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 i have an idea of your musical taste but for people who aren't familiar uh with you with your sound mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who inspired you musically who did you come up listening before he goes to? there what was your before shit? he goes there um before you go there just sample heavy right you're you're old school producer you're not plugins and extras and extras like no give me give me that record with that break beat let yeah, me put exactly. it into the mpc well that was I, ending I, I, that I to that question yeah That's no but but i just i just that. love singing because like I, I know you and i love that i love that about you as my friend yeah, you know sure. what i mean keep going sorry um <laughs> i was the first okay listen so i grew up at a school with uh, uh white kids spanish kids a lot of lebanese kids a lot of somalian kids uh, a lot of caribbean kids it was completely mixed and the way it went at the time was that the, the lebanese dudes were huge on tupac mm-hmm. you can see the that. white dudes and like and like some of like the black dudes from the hood and like some of the spanish dudes they'd fuck with wu-tang mm-hmm. they're more and they post. would butt they would butt heads there'd be scraps at school mm-hmm. there would be problems the rizza chug like there these were issues that people needed to hash out yo why is he so angry or why is he fucking whining like these this was my high school days Mm -hmm. so through that nobody found to at least like in the circles that i would mingle in nobody found that gangster shit so i was one of the first people like one of the first cds i ever bought was uh 
uh, doggy style. Mm -hmm. And then a few years later um, was dog pound dog food mm -hmm. still to this day that's my Let's favorite hip hop album. Wow. and i don't make and i don't make music like, like that. that yeah but i think daz who did a lot more than every anybody will ever really realize now he's a funky is album, unbelievable bro yeah, he is he's like, dre's half of his body you know what i mean like he's he made dope. it he made ain't no fun yeah. 100%. you know what 100%. i mean he made uh uh ambitions of Verida. You know what I mean? Like these are like timeless songs mm -hmm. that you can't. He doesn't get so, the same credit as Drake. So that first dog with yes, I know, and I got, I got made fun of a lot. No, People were like, "No," nah, because music. yo, everybody's listening to everything, and I and I was too. I listened to a lot of Smith and Wesson, a lot of Boot Camp, a lot of OGC, there, of uh, a lot of fucking OC, mm -hmm. a lot of. Uh, can, I, can I tell you, Soundboy Burial is one of my favorite rap songs of all time. Exhibit I, Paparazzi I, when it came to my exhibit, top five. Uh, what was the album? Um, faster than speed of light faster than, yeah right? speed of life exactly you owe me 600 dollars exhibit but we'll talk about that in an off camera <laughs> and uh but i listened to pure west coast shit for years and everybody okay. fucking made fun of me so they're that like was yo your he's initial not inspiration yeah Respecto, but then but then i switched over to to okay. darker shit like you know more new york things um Ooh, just name me some of your favorite classic shit that really uh, people that a, a lot of big l a mm -hmm. lot of uh, children of the corn mm -hmm. Um, you were big fuck, into the rock movement. I love those mixtapes, mm. sound bombing mixtapes. I love, I love those mixtapes. Oh, that was some um, of the best guys. You know what I had? I had. I remember when I was a kid going to New York in the summer. I'd just go down to shit, spend time there, and I couldn't really afford to buy like you know like a fucking Echo jacket. And this is when Echo. This is before Bless was sponsored by Echo. This is before Echo was mass marketed. This is when it was the graffiti mm -hmm, shit, mm -hmm. and they had the tech fleeces, and they had the panel hats. Yeah, yeah, and they for had sure. Some, like this is the it, it was, was a more, very small it was almost line. Almost European influence. Yes. a lot of five it panels. Didn't have a lot no, of yeah, didn't yeah, have yeah, no. Yeah. It was like con art, if you remember yeah, yeah. con art, right? And um, when you would so basically, I could just afford a hat, which was like twenty. And uh, and um, and uh, thank you, brother. And uh, or like uh, you know, I had a twenty or a t-shirt at twenty-five or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. But I bought it for a reason because any piece of Echo you bought, you had a a a, a mixtape, a lyricist lounge mixtape. Now this oh, wasn't really? sound bombings. Wasn't the double CD. This wasn't the lyricist lounge. This is, the this is coming released. with the product that you're buying. This, this was just a tape that happened to be called lyricist lounge. That but was, it was professionally all, it was also ruckus, packaged. Right? Yes, it was professionally packaged and it was called Echo Presents the Lyricist Lounge. That, and it was samplers of the newest lyrical they're so far 12 ahead of the inch game. records that were coming out of New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had never heard anything like And there was a lot of people like Encore, Street Smarts, Pumpkinhead, all these names that would Rest come. Rest in peace, PH. Fuck yeah. Right? yeah that yeah, would yeah. come out later as being part of the ruckus movement, as being part of the sound bombing or the Lyricist Lounge double CD. But these were Lyricist Lounge mixtapes. For sure. But not like bootlegs. They were like they properly were, they were packaged, sold with the clothing. produced, only given with the clothing. You couldn't buy it. Bless, they amazing. weren't even doing that for, for promo purposes. They were doing that to get their mixtape out. It wasn't like slash mixes with Monster Energy Drink to sell more records. This is... We got to get our shit out there, and we know we're going to sell a bunch of and Echo. They were sending it in the boxes all That's over so Soho fucking hype. on Broadway near Canal sure. Street. Like Broadway, it still is like where Kith used to be, which is like a bit up from Houston, all the way down to Canal Street on the left side. There was like an iconic store called Yellow Rat Bastard. 
and uh, yellow yeah, yeah, yeah. and YBR, whatever. They had a magazine. Okay. And then like Mass Appeal and all these magazines, they came out of this kind of, uh, you know, Soho scene. And Soho right. wasn't even that trendy back then yet. And they were all like sneaker stores and you could mm-hmm. get like the North Face, uh, the tech, the steep tech joints. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you could get kicks and Wally's and Dolomite boots and Gore-Tex. It was crazy time for hip hop. And Echo wow, was wow. one of the first brands. This is pre-Rockware, pre-Sean John, pre-all that shit. This is even, I believe, pre-Fat Farm. This is when LL Cool J wore, wore the first red uh, FUBU yeah. hat. LL, LL was just touching on FUBU. <laughs> and Kanai was kind of big. And then comes some graffiti brands. Yo, shout out, mm-hmm, shout out mm-hmm, to Carl Kanai. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just because of John Wallace. I've been a Knicks fan my whole life. And he's the only NBA baller that ever wore mm-hmm. Carl Kanai shoes that I know yeah. on an NBA court. Yeah, that was crazy. Like, there was like, that was wild. Because they were like, very cheaply made <laughs> shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's shoe. very not a, wild. Not a smart performance decision at all. <laughs> You're wearing little plastic <laughs> canvas bricks. But shout out to John foot. Wallace. But you, you know, Carl Kanai, bro, and you know what was, what it was coming out of the whole, uh, you know, Tommy Hilfiger, mm-hmm. uh, the po- Grand Poobah era, all that shit. So it was evolving from that Wu-Tang, you know, mm-hmm, which is the mm-hmm. Tommy Hill, the low and everything. And it's going into these little boutique brands that becomes hip hop clothing, which becomes streetwear, which becomes, and it goes yeah. on and on. So I remember going and being like, okay, I'm going to buy this panel Echo hat and get this one tape. And I'm going to go back and I'm going to get this t-shirt. It's a whole, t- a whole experience. A whole experience. It's a whole experience. And, yeah, and I didn't give, sure. and I, I mean, the shirt was cool to wear, but it was about being able to it's own getting this the, music. It's getting the music. It's almost like the Happy Meal or like the toy at McDonald's. Exactly. You got to yeah. wait like a couple weeks. But the Happy Meal is better than the fucking, the right, Happy Toy is better than exactly. the weeks for it to come out. And then yes. you got to wait for the next one. Yeah, it was crazy, man. And it was tracks that I never heard before on there. And it was really educational. And I then, remember so, when M, M did a sound bombing like two or three. He did the kick the pregnant bitch in the stomach with luggage verse. And I'm well, like, which one? The Eddie man who was standing in front of a minivan. Mini like, yeah, that's yeah, the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I'm saying this is fucking, this, this has to be I remember that 1996, bro. That's way, way. I remember 98. Is, I remember 98. Uh, I was in Midtown, New York. And I was walking by and I remember murder music, mob deep, murder. Mu- oh, mob deep. Mm-hmm. Sorry, my bad. That's probably like 60% of my influence that I didn't mention well, and, boot camp, and, and and that whole camp it was all boot camp mob, when we were in high school it was all about boot camp mob deep yeah. and Wu-Tang. like i love mob deep but and but, then pun when he came out yeah, of course of course <laughs> you can, but, you can uh, rap the west all you want 80 mob deep is a whole separate genre yeah no 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 but no but i feel as like i feel Daz, like a stupid for just not even forgetting just no but but as much as you said Daz, like havoc havoc is insane man mm-hmm. the guy is havoc, responsible havoc, for like, time over jay dilla for me uh, prodigy best rap verse of all time which one I got you. I got you. I'm stuck only off. 19, but my, my that's I got the, you stuck off the real. Yeah, yeah. The that's right. like that's the, the. He even says it in a song. He's like, I got the best rap verse of all time. Can I tell you a funny and story? And he's Just fucking right. You know what out? I mean? Like quick time out. Uh, my brother was probably poor, seven years old. I think I told you this one. Mm. And I used to make him perform because I gave him a, a like a you know when you hit record on the cassette and you have the CD playing or they like the so I gave him a a, a tape. When he was probably like seven or eight years old, and he memorized shook ones. <laughs> and when my friends used to come over, what would happen was I would I would get my brother, who's like six, seven years old, who knew the first verse to shook ones in its entirety. <laughs> and what I do is I get him to perform shook ones in front of my friends, and they're like, 
the kid's six. <laughs> and he's like, he's spitting the entire Mob Deep verse. Yep. Anyways. That's definitely one of the great, great right? songs of all time. I, I, was, I was proud of myself that like I actually got my brother to rehearse that. And like, it was a nice little showpiece when we're sitting <laughs> in the sure. backyard smoking I, doobies. I could see that. Right? I could see that. My, could my six-year-old brother comes out. He does the whole, the whole shook ones verse. Amazing. Okay, okay, okay. So hold on. I, I just back. got side. I said the word Mob Deep and everything. Went, right? But uh, we got carried away. 98. I was in New York, and uh, Murder Music was about to come out. Mm-hmm. Like I knew that because there was posters everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know how they do the big fucking publicity Murder run with the posters? Murder Music was one with Quiet Storm on it? Yeah, That exactly. was 2000. 99 going into 2000. I was living in Queens. Really? 100%. It was 99 then. 99 It was 99 because I remember seeing the posters. Yep. And then uh, there was a guy selling mixtapes on the corner, right? And let me guess. And the table of mixtapes. iceberg sweaters and Kooji no, sweaters. And, that was that era. And guess what? He had murder music. Mm. Did it go? Hold on. Did it go? So he mob says deep? he did, right? Mm-hmm. And did it go? Did it go? Mob deep, murder music, then hell on earth. That was like the no. It did. It did the infamous it, hell on earth. earth. Uh, then I think it was murder music. Yeah, then murder music. Guess what? Okay. We forgot about juvenile like hell. The, no, but but infamous. We forget about juvenile hell. Yeah, but we're supposed to forget about juvenile. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't really know. There's the reason why we don't talk about it. When, when you said infamous, <laughs> I, I consider that just called mob. Mob deep. Yeah, the self-titled album. Right. Yeah. That was the self-titled. The infamous. Called the infamous. Right. Okay. Keep starting. And then there's the free agents mixtape, and then there's the the fifty cent album. I don't know what the fuck it's called. The G unit. You're talking. You're talking. But anyway, so so this guy is like, yeah, like I have it. Like, I have murder me. And, like, I was hype on it. Like, there was a big promo run. I was fucking hype yeah, on of it. Course. And he's like, I have it. And I'm like, well, like, how? You know? And he's uh, like, well, listen, like, yo, like, shit drops on the street. Like, you, you get your hands on things. Like, I have it. Like, look, I look, look at the CD. And he's showing me, like, a CD, which is like a piece of CDU in a fucking case, which could be anything, right? Nothing inside any that CD. But back then, that means a lot. It's like wow, this guy really fucking went to the extent of making so then you a cover. Be like yo, put it in the disc. No, it cost me five dollars. Cost five, me five. five bucks, cost five me five dollars, right? I went home. I played it. Half the songs that came out on Murder Music were on Murder Music, mm. but like undermixed. So it was really their demos. Somebody. The stole. other half wow. were songs no one's ever heard. That's amazing. Dear, I remember the names. Deer Park. There was a few other ones. I've Still. never heard these songs, but samples they couldn't clear. Mm-hmm. Little someone, things someone like, like, yo, like, big like fucking tracks. Oh, like I remember priceless. hearing the samples and being like, wow. Yeah. Priceless. And like, you know, when it came in like that mini, mini CD case, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. the cheapest mm-hmm. one you can get, mm-hmm. you know? That shit was live. With the I one remember, sleeve. I remember but, I got the Jay-Z and R. Kelly best of both worlds. Wow. That got pulled off the shelf, bro. And yep. I had it. You know, it was a great project. Jay had... Fire they had so many tracks they had to release a shitty second version because they were just like and then they pulled it off the shelf and the whole project went crazy i think I the intro having... track to that dun, 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 dun. stupid fire both yeah stupid dun, fire dun, 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 dun. so oh. fire that shit we drive around new york listening to that shit yeah <laughs> for sure uh somebody about cormega somebody's girl is i love cormega body. but i have mm-hmm. i have an issue with cormega mm. Yeah, sorry, sorry. And I say? think it's the same issue that he probably has with himself, which is is that he always kind of played victim. Meaning, Elaborate. like he said, exalted six thousand times in his songs. He's always <laughs> condemned. There's always some yo, like the game, like something's always holding him back. Mm. And it's like, bro, everybody wants to see you win. That's why we buy your music. Mm-hmm. You made yep. another one about not winning. 
Mm-hmm. It's I don't know. It's kind of like it's kind of like prophecy. it's kind of like Meek Mill in a way. Mm. Meek Mill just talks about how he made it in all his songs. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yo, I was broke. Yeah. Then I made it. Yeah. Dream. Yeah. Whatever the fuck you know. Like I've never it's been just, the biggest Meek Mill. Nah, me neither. It, to me, it's 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 a little bit repetitive, like mm-hmm. oh, repetitive over time. But like I think he's like, talented, it's but it's hard. Cormega, that's the project. one thing is that like lyrically everything, like cadence, like he's fu- he's perfect. You know what I mean? But like. The whining, bro. <laughs> like, yo, Not the game condemned me. It's like, but well, Mega was underrated, though. And you know what? The game actually did condemn him, and he did get blackballed process. from Queen's rap you and shit like that. Like, you think it like it comes around because you said it so many times? You well, he was supposed to be nature, but, but in but, the firm. But you will, you will. Something you know, I did a record me. with Nature on my second mixtape. I've, he- I've heard real. that. I've heard that. You beat him out real. I've heard that. Me and Nature. You think? You think if you see like Nature? I had never heard a Nature song in my life. And then I heard one with it He's was nature good. and no no he I like the joint we did like for real like somebody, I was very I happy with wasn't it. nature Nas's guy that was like too rough yeah. to do anything nature was in the he front. used to tie he used to tie up someone to a bedpost or something or his mom used to tie him to a bedpost <laughs> wait wait what no 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 I don't no, know no. about all that <laughs> I heard I heard a story I don't know about all no, that I'll, I'll tell you I'll tell you he he used to get tied up to a bedpost as a babysitter. That's how he like learned by the baby. By the no, baby. No, his mom used to go out and do whatever she did and tie him to the bed so he wouldn't move. Like the bed was his babysitter. The, the bed was his. That's babysitter. a great backstory, right? I heard Nobody's that. Nobody's that. I hurt. heard that years ago. <laughs> I don't. Nobody's that. Hurt. Listen, listen. If, if I'm wrong and it's not nature, I apologize. Thread through I'm the telling you, This guy might be wrong. What a yeah. weird thing to say about think, somebody, and that wrong. might be wrong. Guys, there's a 99. Who could it I'm be? I'm doing other? the disclaimer. No. I've never heard this I'm, about I'm, nature. I'm I know nothing about. To this. be fair, I don't know much of anything about nature. I'm pretty other sure than... Nas mentioned that in some kind of documentary over the years. I watched it because he looked up to nature. Ninety percent of his rhymes is. So Nas, saw. like, he looks up to him, and then he's like, but yo, that kid used to get tied to the bedpost when his mom would dip. And under what circumstances <laughs> and what interview? But he respects like, him. Yo, Nas, we love Dilmatic. What do you have coming next? Tell us about nature getting tied to a bedpost and being abused as a child. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you right now. This happened. It's like, yeah, on. you know what I'm saying. Oh, it was God. real in the bridge. Yo, nothing happened hey. to me, but yo, my boy nature, though. <laughs> yo, my boy nature. <laughs> shit. They don't talk about this. Let me know. This is bad. I you shouldn't shit. badmouth nature like this. We're going we're gonna to cut this whole part <laughs> out. You don't even know the guy. He's mad person. What the fuck? How the hell did it take Listen, this crazy turn? We're going to have Nas on in a couple weeks. We're going to talk about it. That's it. I could talk about it. Nas, I'm not, I'm you're not... welcome to come on and clear the air that you never would say such a ridiculous <laughs> thing. Nas has an open invitation it's, to it's come. It's not on me. It's on hey, Nas. Hey, you come on next week, like, Nas. You come on next week. Right? That money green couch. That's that's. You awesome. know, that's I've Nas never I've week. never seen Nas live. Wow. Really? I've seen him several yeah. times. I, I saw Nas in Toronto. Uh, what's the big club that Sorry, closed where? down? Where? What's the club that closed down in Toronto? Well, what city? Toronto. Okay, uh, this time. I said Toronto. You said, said it like a real you said with it, like, like, trying to assimilate. Huh? Like, like chorizo. That's how I could, you. I could very easily be in Toronto. But they say that in year. Toronto. <laughs> Toronto. They, they say Toronto. Toronto. What's, what's the club? Uh, government. Yeah. They closed down. Mm-hmm. I saw them at government. Right, right, right. Way, way back. Uh, you guys know the kid famous? Uh, uh, yeah. He had, he had a few songs with uh, a couple people from here, too. Yeah, yeah, he did a couple he things. He was on a Magnum remix. He did. He did uh, MTL Fitted. He did an MTL fitted remix. No, he uh, did it. Well, okay, maybe, maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he did, he did, he did another a track with Millie Why Mills. did he, he do did MTL fitted remix? Weird. I'm sorry. Say it again. 
It's not from Montreal. Why did he do? Yeah. Is he from Montreal? Yeah, he's originally from Montreal. Uh, uh, I, I found that out about, about people. Everybody's originally from Montreal. Everybody. <laughs> yeah. Everybody d- defected and AKA, went over like, there. like their cousin lived here when they were younger and they came here four times. Yeah. yeah actually, you know who told me? <laughs> that? I'm talking shit. The, I'm not even from Montreal. Literally the cousin <laughs> story. So, and there's a government tie-in. Papao. Mm. So I performed at the government for the first time with Guru. I was his hype man and he let me do a couple songs in the show. And uh, it was uh, a catastrophe because every time my fucking, I had like three joints in the show, I guess my CDJ was skipping and just my CD wasn't going. So my fucking part of the show with much music filming live for Rhapsody and Uh, all of Toronto uh, there is being sabotaged by this faulty fucking CD. You throw your fucking water bottle at the DJ like Biggie did. So yo, you know what I did? I I wasn't going to miss my moment. I said, hey, yo, cut the fucking music. I spit my shit acapella and I had had a major moment because of that. For sure, for sure. did the one and then fucking after the show um fucking this guy wants to come and meet guru and uh and we're bless. like okay at that point and bless who who well no probably mm-hmm. not blessed like guru <laughs> and then i'm like well who's the guy and he goes oh he's an actor you'll recognize him i said okay cool. the drake that's, i know that, it's that, the drake that sounds good that sounds like that sounds like great networking you know it's not the drake it's okay. a bigger actor okay. than the Drake. That guy, Drake, from, Drake, that guy Drake from Canada, he's kind of getting known, that Drake guy. <laughs> the Drake That Drake kid. guy is kind of getting known, that Drake kid. No, it was fucking Adam Sandler, bro. Wow. wow. Adam Sandler. My friend who DJs at Bar George every Saturday night, mm-hmm. you should really go over there. You definitely I, I enjoy yourself. I went for Grand Prix. Yeah, you'd enjoy yourself. Go on time. Saturdays. It's, it's good music, hip-hop. We'll go. We'll go have a Sandler's time. We'll on our Wallabies. Um, he was DJing last Saturday. Mm-hmm. And Sandler's the manager... He's in town right now. And Sandler was there. Yeah. Sandler's doing a movie Put right now. Put the camera back on me. Go. And, uh, <laughs> and so, like, the manager of the bar comes up to him. And he's like, yeah, so, like, uh, this guy wants to talk to you. And, you know, my friend's like this. He's got the headphones in. And he's mixing his next song. Mm-hmm. Looks over Adam Sandler. He's a great guy. And he's like, hey, man. He's like, what's going on? So, uh, yo, I really like the songs you're playing. He's like, uh, a real hip-hop head. He's like, uh, Aniston wants to hear some, uh, some Biggie. Can you play some for her? There you he's go. like, what? He's like, Aniston. <laughs> says it again. Not Janister. Sorry, my bad. Not Jennifer. Janister. Janister. Or, yeah, Janister. Not Jennifer. But uh, he's like, Aniston wants to hear some Biggie. Can you play no, he's a real he's hip-hop like, head. Okay. Snapped a fucking photo with him. Bro, he came backstage, chilled, smoked one with Guru. I don't smoke. Really? And he was, you know, a big gangster head. You know, he grew up in Brooklyn, you know, mm-hmm, Tribe. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so me and him, we get to talking. He goes, yo, sure. bro, I grew up on fucking gangster. I grew up on Tribe. Wow. I wow. love that you guys did a great show. I love Guru, blah, blah, blah. We kicked it, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. We didn't exchange numbers, whatever, whatever, right? And he's already Adam Sandler, Saturday Night Live, Adam Sandler. Yeah, he's yeah, already yeah. very big. And um, so, like, two years pass. And I go to uh, a party where it was the official Victoria's Secret after party. Like okay. the gala. Motherfucker. And Guru's like, yo, um, this lawyer, I want to like try and like get you to like meet to like shop your deal or whatever, is there with Dame Dash. And we're going to go there and we're going to, and we're going to, you know, Bum rush Dame Dash. Pause, no homo. In true Dame mm-hmm, Dash. Mm-hmm, fair, we gonna rush fair, him. Fair. And he's there. And he says, yo, just call him when you're there. And he's going to come out and get us. And yo, make sure you got a couple CDs or whatever. And I had the, sing- the CD single, just the dirty 
CD version of the first 12 inch, which was the A side was my time. The B side was talking to me. Okay. And then we just ran off like a 500 pieces on canal for 99 cents a pop. And we just had them in Guru's uh, trunk or whatever, right? So we go there. And of course, like the lawyer's not answering the door. And me and Guru dressed like fucking bums. And it's a black tie affair. And the bouncer's like, look, bro, like, you know, we know who you are, Guru, but like, there's no way. You, can get you guys like are this. getting in dressed like this, you know, but like no disrespect, like I'm a fan. Yeah, yeah, And then Guru's like, ah, fuck this. And then we see Q-Tip coming down the block and Q-Tip's like, yo, what up, God? Da, 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 da. <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit, it's Q-Tip. I'm like super happy to meet him, you know? And I'm like, yo, peace. I'm like trying to act like, you know. Yeah, yeah. So like, and then I'm like, um, I'm like, yo, we got to go in because like Dame Dash is there. And this is when Dame Dash is the biggest shit and the lawyers. And I go, but I'm not missing my chance to fucking spit for Dame. I'm like, we got to go in. And then he's like. Even they're not even letting Q-Tip in. Q-Tip is like the god in New York. You know what I'm saying? Like, and Q-Tip has no problem getting in anywhere. We were just all dressed casual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I take a random and shout out to who I'm who, who I'm gonna bring into the story because okay, he really okay. this is the craziest party I've ever been to. So I kind of chilled with Tess, uh, Tyson. How Beck, old were you? Eighteen years old. Okay. Nineteen, maybe. Okay. Not okay, even yeah, old yeah. enough to be in a club in yeah, New York. Yeah, yeah. And um, maybe I'm nineteen years old. And so I said, yo, I pull out my little flip phone, the old school joint. And I'm like, yo, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call Tyson Beckford, the polo model. Because, mm -hmm. you know, he used to chill with us in the clubs. And, like, he was, like, a hip-hop head. And he was just out all the time. And yeah, I'm yeah. like, I bet, you know, he's got to be in there. Like, he's the fucking male super. He's the real Zoolander, right? So I call him expecting him not to answer. But this was just a desperate last attempt to get in. And he fucking answers the phone and he's like, yo, I can't hear you. Like, text me and I don't even know how to text. This is how early the flip phone was. It's like, you know, the guessing shit. It was horrible to yeah, text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, You gotta yo. press five three times for I'm L. like, yo, it's blessed. I'm outside with Guru and Q-Tip. Come get us. Like, let's go. I just put him on the spot, you know? And, you know, he's like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, yo, come get us. And he's like, all right, I'm coming. And I'm like, yo, chill. I, maybe this is gonna work. Yo, he comes out. He's like... Bless, look how you're dressed. You got white, you got, I had white Fila sneakers on and a red knit Lacoste sweater. I'll never forget it because that was dressy <laughs> for us at the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. He goes, he was wearing a tux, black on black, everything. And he's like, yeah, they got to come in. And the bouncers <laughs> were like, nah, like there's literally paparazzi. And he's like, it's Guru and Q-Tip. They got to come in. So we get in, and Guru just looks at me, and he goes, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> That's a true story. God rest That's his amazing. soul, man. That's amazing. And as soon as we walked, and I didn't even think it was going to work. Like, I'm really like, like, I don't want nobody to know like, that Good I didn't for you, though. Good for you. No, work. you pulled that card. I just, I just pulled it once in a lifetime. Right? That's amazing. And it usually would never work, but it worked. For sure. And Tyson Beckford was so cool hooking us up. So now we walk in, okay? And we were looking for Dame Dash and the lawyer and the fucking first per and oh yeah, we get to the bar and then I'm like, so like, what's the deal? Like, uh, is it open bar? And then they're like, <laughs> yeah, like it, but it's not open bar. Like have as many drinks as you guys. If you want a bottle of Henny, we're just going to give here's it to you. Here's a bottle of Henny. Yeah, yeah. Here's your bottle right, of Henny. Right. If you want a bottle of Henny, we'll just send it to your table, sir. 
Just feel free to leave the right. tip. It's if not. You like it's to. not go up and bother the bartender. Nah, it's, it's like super it's, duper right. open. It's, it's, you get they're a spending bottle. a million dollars like, on this gala. What do you gala. really want? They're spending a million dollars on this gala. Yeah, like, for a sure. Truck of mm-hmm. high end booze. Mm-hmm. Trucks. First person I see, Adam Sandler. So now yeah. I'm fucking flying. You're a fucking boy. Drunk out of my mind, and I fucking see him, and I go, "Watch this," <laughs> and I'm like, "You remember me?" <laughs> and he looks at me, and he goes. I kind of do. And then I'm like, you remember my boy Guru? Pow! I pulled my second card out, right? He's like, oh, shit. We, we, we were in Toronto, this and that. We start doing shots of Patron. Me, Guru, and Adam Sandler. Q-tip oh, ditched good. us as soon that's as we good. walked in. We don't see him for the rest of the night. And then he starts telling me, and here's the tie-in, that... His cousins are from Montreal and they went to this high school and he used to come here for Jewish holidays. And I'm having the most crazy conversation because, I mean, that's so random. Of course. We're having shots, whatever. It was just like the craziest night. And it was just like he said, everybody has a cousin or is originally from Montreal. Yeah. Including Adam Sandler. And are you ready for me to blow your mind? Search from third base. Of course. Usain Nas. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whole family is originally from Montreal as well. Yeah, there you go. Weirdo shit. Weird tie-in. So anyway, he looks silly. it too. I can picture that's, it. So then, yeah, that was the craziest shit. And then we met Dame Dash, and I gave him the CD, and I'm sure he used it as a coaster and never listened to it. And he was on a date with Naomi Campbell. Now I pull out card number three. I'm like, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity, right? So I'm sh- trying to schmooze Naomi Campbell, and it was, it was literally the most ridiculous party. And I'm sure anybody who's going to see this is going to think I'm a pathological liar. <laughs> and so they are No, welcome. no, I can vouch. I can vouch. Nah, bro, this, this guy like guys don't have to vouch. There's a witness. Fair. My boy Will, a.k.a. Peruvian Will, a.k.a. Ill Will, who if people know me from back in the day, he was by my side all the time. He was there with us that night and was my right-hand man that night. And, and Tyson Beckford also we tag tag, tag he's on my instagram that's tag fucking that, that's Tyson ridiculous Beckford. that's real shit that's dope that was a crazy story ridiculous but i wish i could remember more of the night because this is the first 40 minutes and then i'm me and guru on the floor obliterated <laughs> right they let you in and they was a think problem guru lost his wallet like all kind of wild shit happened that it got real sloppy real fast that's after. amazing <laughs> but that was a but that was new york you know in the old new york you could just be in the club and you bump into Lenny Kravitz or Jay will just walk in and have a table. This is the old New York. So it sounds ridiculous. Yeah. But it's it's about as ridiculous as well, going no, to you St. Know Henry Bro, for a drink and seeing us. You know what not, I'm saying? No, but it's not ridiculous. Look at Instagram. Look at the parties. You're like, yeah. wow, all of it just those wasn't exposed, people were like, there. It just you know wasn't I mean? exposed. It was like always that. like that. And it was exactly. a faux pas, a major faux pas it to take a picture. Hold on. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't, I wish I would have been yeah, a loser yeah, 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 yeah. and been like, bro, sorry to bug you. Could we take a picture of me and Naomi Campbell? Could, could, you know what I mean? Like, but it yeah, wasn't, yeah, yeah. you imagine, you know, it was pushed differently. Like, because you were a loser was, to was, look no, like a groupie. The way it was, uh, pushed to the masses mm-hmm. was that like, there's either like a A-list celebrity event and everyone's there or there's an A-list celebrity event and there's no paparazzi. There's no cameras. But the and paparazzi that shit, was that shit, was and, and they take your phone. Yes. There was there was no phones. But back then, nobody. Oh, back could, then, yeah, yeah. No, no, sure. there was phones. There was phones, but there were flip phones, and the picture would be so bad. Yeah, that and you where are you gonna come post out it? Inside. Bingo. Like, <laughs> exactly. like uh, he tells me stories. Bless you. Tell me stories like mm-hmm. about the tunnel, and like it's almost surreal. Yeah, the tunnel. Like, the was shit a scary that happened place. in that in that small space, 
is like and it wasn't we, just the tunnel it was the coliseum in queens it was cheetahs it was the tunnel it was club envy club it just, exit it's, it's wild how much funk flex playing i mean this is the era yeah, Cam's yeah, yeah. There, everybody's there pre-dipset though yeah, yeah yeah for sure jim jones is just cam's goon like, come home with me times. oh yeah man it was and the, sure. but everybody's there k slay's there k slay was just, just a it's regular a, it's an era it's an era yeah. that unless like and you're one of the few that got to witness it and mm-hmm. like i'm envious and like i love hearing the stories about it but i missed that era, you got bro. you got to witness firsthand like uh, an era pre-cell phone pre-instagram pre-hashtag in the club with like Every, well, you actually had every, privacy. No, but every corner of the room had like celebrity clicks. Bro, dudes sure. dudes could fuck in the bathroom, in the party, in the club. Grab the fucking toilet broad and like let's go. This is what this was the <laughs> culture, you know what I'm saying? This wild, was the culture. Wild, wild, it wasn't wild. about necessarily just picking up a chick. Obviously, yeah, sure. you know, that was always a goal. But you might just get lucky and, and dance on a girl, and the girl might just give you some pussy in the club, in the bathroom, my G. That was a yeah. popular thing. The bouncer's like, bomb, bomb, bomb. Get out of the stall. No two people in the stall. You know what I mean? And I'm like, you like, ah, you fucking hater. Like, keep, keep, the, keep the night moving. <laughs> Disclaimer, not to say I personally did that. You know what I mean? Of course. Saying, no, that just, never you know, happened. It was a wild era. I'm just saying. That was something that was a problem. Uh, gentlemen, we got to wrap this up. It's like 7,000 degrees in here. And uh, Oh, by the way, we're coming to you. What's the time? We're, we're, the, we, we got we time. If, if you want to keep talking, what we are got we at? What are we at? We're at, we're at like, uh, fuck, I don't have a timer, but I'd say like probably over an hour. Okay. How about we take another five minutes to do the wrap up properly, and maybe we explain do, do your thing. that we're so thing. passionate and we love this culture, the three of us, so yeah. much. It's so easy to we talk. We could do in, round two another night. That we are <laughs> literally in non-human stifling heat right yeah. now. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> pretending three. that we're not dying just to get this episode out. It's, yeah. it's fucking hot in here. So I expect from a, from a fat Jewish man, it's fucking hot in here. Oh, and you are very fat and Jewish. You are Thank authentic. You. Thank you. I appreciate so that. So from 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 our perspective, we want everybody to show love. You know, what I'm saying, and comment and 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 reciprocate that love because we're literally sweating our balls off to come talk some culture and bring some <laughs> nostalgia. Sure. So I would love before we wrap this up to kind of um, so we kind of ended off with eighty. Your influence your influence was early West Coast. And then it moves into Mob Deep. And then yeah. more, I mean, I'm guessing Rock Marciano and Alchemist and these yeah, guys exactly, must exactly. become a big um, factor. I actually, in the exactly. I put Action Bronson in the car, some old shit for you today. He's my, yeah, you did. Just, just because I knew that, like, I wanted some sample heavy <laughs> I, shit. And to be honest, I, I only really like his old shit. His older same, shit. Same, my my same. favorite Action Mixtape is the Blue Chips one. The first one. What about yeah. the Chandeliers with Alchemist? Uh, really good. Really good. He's in, he's, he, he's in his prime. Who's at, your favorite producer? Ooh. At the moment? Ooh, good question. How at the moment time? or of all time? Give me a couple. Your favorites. Uh, my Inspirational favorites. right now, think? past, present. Um, DJ Quick. Oh, shit. You're really uh, on your West Coast. Um, so you must like MC8. MC8's cool. MC8's MC8's authentic. cool, but MC8... Compton's most wanted. MC8 has hits, but it's not like he's... Uh, DJ Quick. You know what I mean? It's not like you're bumping a, uh, Under an MC8 album cover to cover. Were you ever into the Ghetto Boys? I love them. One of my sure. favorite groups of all I was time. Really into the ghetto and a lot Boys. of people wouldn't know that about me. I would be great, great, bro. I, 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 I listen to a lot of Scarface. Scarface um, in my top 10 of all time. Yeah, mm-hmm. fuck for sure, man. He's, he's 
the king of that flow. You mm-hmm. know, like okay, give, but, me, uh, give me give me top five producers or even whatever, uh, whoever comes to mind. Your yeah. favorite: Daz, DJ Quick, Dr. Dre, um, obviously Alchemist. Um, who else? I fuck ha- with Ninth Havoc. Wonder. I Havoc love Dilla. Um, Havoc. Yeah, I apologize. See, the thing is, when you, you when you make a list. You Somebody don't, gets yeah. Left out. Everybody gets left out. So, um, what about currently, Harry Fraud? Current, I love Harry Fraud. Me too. I love how much Harry Fraud is. Harry Fraud is one of my. See, I, I have two different styles of influences. I have influences that influence me day to day. The music that I actually listen to, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily the music that I make. And then I have music that I listen to is to specifically inspire the music I make. Of course. And Harry Fraud. So about to say like Harry Fraud for me in that spectrum is top three. Absolutely. Easily. For me, I feel of the current guys, um, Alchemist and Harry Fraud, bro. Yeah, man. You know, everybody says Premier, everybody says Dre. That's so easy, right? Can I ask you a question? Yeah, go on. Harry Fraud. As a no-name up-and-comer, if I wanted to ask Harry Fraud for a track, are we talking under five or are we talking over five? No, like a G probably back then. Now? Right now. now? Now? He'd right highball now. you, bro. 20? 20, 30 Gs. 20K. You know how many hits Harry Fraud 20K has, and you wouldn't even talk to him? You'd yep. talk to some guy. <laughs> really? You know what I mean? A manager, really? a lawyer. How do you feel about A-Rab music? Um, I fuck with A-Rab music. I think that his sound was very temporary. You think? Like, I think when it was in, the, when, when it was in its moment, mm-hmm. it was fucking popping. Mm-hmm. But go, go back and try to continue listening to more era, era music. Like, it's, it's very redundant. It's very the same shit. It like, is. Like, have you ever heard the UN mixtape? It's uh, uh, Cameron and Vado. Yeah. All the beats are, uh, by, are, by are, are, are era music. Mm-hmm. It's fire. I cover work to with, cover fire. I work, the reason the I, ask the you, base, I work with a rap music. shakers in the game, best fucking I work with reverb hi hats in the and game. And I find like, that his his choppy style with the MPC, which he's a master of, always allowed certain cadences to flourish. Like people really Votto shined well on it, yeah. and that's why I wanted to work with him. Exactly, you know? him. He had his. It's unfortunate, but he had his. He had his moment. You know what I mean? Where people digested those beats well. Mm-hmm. And people don't necessarily digest them. They don't want that hard kick with the do 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 do. But he's you know pretty talented. I mean? He, he, he and I, I you think know what? Maybe he got known for that. But watching I, him sure. live is amazing. I think like yeah. I'm not even trying to discredit him for a second. No, he's good. Like man. I, I love heat makers. You know what I mean? Like I think they're fucking good great. Of mine. And I also like people who use familiar loops. Actually, our I, producer I Brian. Irv Gotti, bro. Oh, yeah. All these big guys. Our producer Brian. We brought him to the like, studio with heat makers. That's dope. Arsonist. <laughs> Brian was filming some visuals for us. In, yeah, uh, those, those guys are fucking stuff. legends, man. And yeah. those guys like good dudes, <clears throat> man. Shout out, I makers. think that I, I think shout that, out Diamond District Studios. I think oh. that finding finding a sample or finding a piece of music that you can reflip, um, is sometimes a better decision than making it on your own. It just depends where it goes. For me, it's always you know? where the record. Takes no, that that's well yeah. said though. It, it depends. It's where the no, record it's, takes it, you because not, Dr. Not always, Dre wouldn't you know? agree and DJ Quick wouldn't agree. But doc, but wouldn't they? All they did was take famous songs and replay interpolates. them. All the all the it depe- Dre you know songs what though, are replayed. It's like this. It's like this. The way I see it, it's like an outfit. You can't say shorts are better than long pants because they're shorts or long pants are better. Than, you know what I'm saying? It's okay, what the yeah, outfit yeah. calls for. 
Yeah, with yeah, a t-shirt, yeah, yeah. you can't go wrong with jeans or shorts. But jeans mm-hmm, and shorts mm-hmm, are mm-hmm. two different vibes. You feel what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Depends where you're going with the. Like you'd rather hear Gucci on a piano beat that somebody made other than some fucking uh, sped up loop from the 70s. There you go. But yeah, it depends exactly. where you're where you're going. Yeah. I come from the school of chopped samples and dirty loops. And yeah, I exactly. Love it and same. I appreciate it. But that's what I appreciate. That's why. I, and, and and sorry to cut sure, you off, sure. but like that's why I give so much fucking credit to uh to harry fraud because he'll take like this shot caller by uh, french montana and he'll merge uh, the all these currency songs yeah, styles I mean. p songs and he'll flip everybody it in a unique all way. the shit he does though yo you can go back and those samples have been used they were used in the early 90s late 80s was so they were but worse. he revolution not revolutionized it but like he reflipped yeah he just but reflipped he it, it and he put a, a modern way, not put a modern flipped. sound on it exactly. you know and like exactly. to me i like People are like, oh, that's kind of whack. Like, no. it's uncreative. I'm like, no, it isn't because you know what? He has the balls to do that. And you know what? It comes out better than you'd fucking think. And because he's keeping that genre alive. He's giving exactly. new life to it. Exactly. He's giving new light to it. That's why I fuck with Alchemist or I love those Derringer or, oh, or, or any of these guys because they'll go and they'll find some weird Nostalgic. Hungarian prog Nostalgic. rock song with this like fire sample that is such a beautiful little chop of music mm-hmm. that even if you put drums on it, you might disrespect it. Mm-hmm. You know, I see what you, you mean. know what I mean? Like, I see what you mean. Sometimes and to me, that's great because it, sometimes it takes not everybody's time. mind is going to follow the same path to reach the same goal. Mm-hmm. No, so they have a, they if have we're a looking system? all looking for samples, you're going to, oh, look, I found a Barry White sample. I'm like, cool. No, I'm not. I'll never use that. Mm-hmm. But I'll find his cousin that his record flopped, <laughs> mm-hmm. but he had that B-side with mm-hmm. that fire break. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And like, you've never heard it before. And you're like, who is that guy? For me, I feel like when you're making music, whether it's sample based or not, it's about doing whatever's best for the record. And if that's adding massive fair, drums very fair. and it brings it to a level, and if it isn't, don't be selfish right? about don't it. Don't add the drums. At the end don't, of the day, we're talking don't about be a sound. Chef and put sauce into everything. Yo, at the end of the day, we're talking it. about sound and mm-hmm. whatever sounds best sounds best. I agree. And just because you put three hours into it, it might have sound best in the first two minutes and you didn't even realize because you wanted to be the producer. You know what I mean? 100%. And like those, and a lot of those people, like for instance, uh, Ghostface on, I think it was Fish Scale. He did a song called Hala, mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a famous uh, stylistic sample called La La. Mm-hmm. The La 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 La, and mm-hmm. I love you. And he well, took the in- about them too. he took what the, the entire fucking song mm-hmm. and sampled the whole song. You can hear the guy singing his verse underneath his raps mm-hmm. through the whole song. Well, that was very Ghostface. It's super Ghostface that. move, but he couldn't clear that sample. The guys were like, nah, like you didn't song. even do anything, you know? <laughs> but he was like, you know what? They still let him have the song. Mm. So he's like, but he had to give 100% profits of that song to the Publishing. stylistic. Yeah. So he's like, whatever. I got 21 songs on my album. Take one it. song I make not $1 on, but everybody gets to hear it. Well, well worth it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Super worth it. Well, that and was like, the whole point of the mixtape And like, game. for instance, like, Putting yo, that was here. a full band. That was like pianos, violins, or, uh, horns, organs, people singing. We're not talking about like two men in a room with keyboards and turtlenecks making the next shit. Like, like this is like, this is real music. Mm-hmm. So to be able to take that piece of music and rap on it. It's dope. It's like it's you disrespect it to chop it almost. Mm-hmm. No, you, you know just, what I mean. You well, that's it. why. Sorry, sorry, it's and that's why Puffy made Biggie so fucking good mm-hmm. because those songs, those like a uh, juicy uh, one, one more chance. These are fucking giant four bar loops, man, of songs that are very famous. Smashes. 
smashes. They were already hits again. 20 years and before. And he's like, you know right what? Fuck it. You're going to rap over it. We're barely going to lay drums on it. But isn't... And it's golden. It, but it just isn't needs to be like that. the ultimate you know? goal of music to sound nostalgic? I don't mean the subject matter well, of what it. you're rapping well, yo, about. Listen, the hip sound hop, should be hip -hop from, from DJs in the park taking records and continuously flipping one break back and forth between two turntables mm -hmm. to create a new song, that is stolen. Mm-hmm. Even songs from the soul, from like make, uh, making soul music from the 60s and 70s were stole from the 40s and 30s. Killing Me Softly is a song from the 30s. That song's been mm -hmm. done 6 mm -hmm. million. That song's a whore. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and look at the Fugees. Bro, Flack. that guy's a platinum record. Roberta Good for Flack. him. You know what Roberta I mean? Flack. And And it's just like, yo, it's just accepting it. It's like, yo, oh, we're going to go in these, we're going to go in these loops and these patterns and we're going to redo the same music and it's going to be bomb every it's time. It's going to be diff give a different you know? life. Give exactly. Different life. Breathe because, because those melodies, they don't die. Like, and it's about, you know, you know, being honest with yourself as a producer. Am I making this track better or am I making it worse? Exactly, exactly. If you're making it better and it involves not doing too much, great. If you're making it better and it involves being Scott Storch and playing all over it, more power to you. Yeah, exactly. You got to be honest and like, I like what you said, non-selfish exactly. about that. I think, I think that's the goal. Crazy, crazy. But right now I fuck with very um, abstract, exotic rap. I like random things. I like creative. I like... Uh, um, what do you think a hustler? What's the word? Uh, he's dope, man. Right? He's dope, I'm a, man. I'm a huge he's really fucking dope these days. You know about Nate Husser? Yeah. Like Nate, he's dope. His man. stuff is so different, and it's Montreal, and I'm just like, holy fuck! Like, but I like sorry, and, and sorry to cut you off, go, but go, like, go. I I like rap that you can close your eyes to and envision things. Mm -hmm. You know wow. what I mean? And that's why I fuck with Alchemist and and Rock Marciano. I was like, just gonna say Rock like, Marciano. Like, like I want to hear that. Like, they're I want to hear like painting pictures. I want to hear how the the side of your suede shoe feels mm -hmm. and what you just hopped out of. Mm -hmm. But you and know what I you wish? You know what I mean? And like, and like these, like, and I can go like, yo, I can see that. I'm watching I this wish, guy do it without even seeing I it. And like, that's Rock why Raekwon's so would good. have better visuals. Like, I wish They're he terrible. would have His crazy image is garbage, man. To really be, I, I you know. know what I wish? I, you said I, that, I never even thought of it. You're I so wish right. Rock Marciano man. would have Rick Ross's videos. So do I. Do you understand I what I'm trying to say? Thank you for Could saying you that. Could you imagine if Thank Rock you. Marciano had Rick Ross, like good Rick Ross videos? Right? No, I'm where just Where he's thinking. really coming out the Maybach and he's on a horse with a fucking pipe and 50 Fuck. chains on you almost yeah. ruined him for me gun off you know what i'm saying uh, a friend of mine a friend of mine picked up uh just blaze had a show in ottawa maybe a few years ago and a friend of mine picked him up from the airport and he has a very nice like old school 86 benz so it was he was kind of sent to do it based on mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yo it'd be a great look if you went and got him type thing just you two and uh went and picked him up really nice guy they're chilling he has a cd player because it's an old car Goes in Rock Marciano Reloaded. Mm -hmm. That's uh, executive produced. The whole album is executive produced by Q Tip. Mm -hmm. And uh, song two or song one starts playing. Fifteen seconds in, he starts bugging out. Blaze just starts bugging out. He's like, "What the fuck?" It's like, "Yo, it's my favorite rapper." He hasn't heard this. He loves it, but he, he doesn't. No, he he had heard it, but he didn't know that other people listened to it. Oh, gotcha. Because it's not popping. Gotcha. So we got in the car and he's like looking at this guy. This is like a, a white player. guy with like three chains and a big beard. Like, like, almost mad. What the fuck, you know? And uh, fucking chops it up with him. Ends up filming a bunch of like his CD player playing, tweeting it, hmm. getting rock. And then he's like, and then so my boy's like, yo, like get some songs with rock. He's like, I know I'm fucking trying to. 
Like even just Blazers. Like I'm trying to, man. Wow. You know? And then he's like, and then he's like, yo, like, uh, like, have you like, have you told other people about Rock? Like, Who the you fuck try to. He's like, and he's like, and he's like, he's like, I've had the talk with Jay, and he's wow. like, and Jay knows, and he's like, and Jay's had the talk with him, hmm. and there's nothing they can do for each other. What? But it was just a respect talk, like a yo. I've been listening to your music, and now I want to talk to you about it. And Jay was probably like, "Fuck, I don't. I'll, I he's can't a, market this." He's guy. a rat. Yeah, you can't mark him for shit. His image is garbage. But he's a rapper's rapper. Yeah, obvious. You know what I mean? And like, when I first heard him, I thought he was off beat until I realized how on beat he was. Yeah, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was his swag. It, he it, has. It was a change, like game changer. Yo, it's really, it's 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 just white or black, bro. It's either you absolutely get it right away no, you, or you totally don't you get either it. fuck with that well, pinch, if, right? you, you if you like some people are like style of hip-hop you get yeah yeah, it. yeah exactly it. exactly simple. exactly it's very Easy. pinky ring pimp yeah. shit it's wallabies it's everything yeah. that we spoke it's, about it's, it's real hip-hop man it's hip-hop yeah it's, yeah, it's anyways. you know what I'll, I'll say even though bronson gets like a bad rap for having that ghost face voice i would say that marciano's almost closer to rake one than Bronson is to Ghostface. Are you voice tone? Sounds like no, just the way they, they they slang, they flow you mean the, with like what half he talks sentences. About? The 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 half bars that like don't even make sense until you re-listen to it. I didn't understand Raekwon the first time I heard. Okay, him. you're saying you're saying like like obscurity, like they're, they're both they they're, they're both Raekwon so had his weird. Own language. When I listen yeah, to Rock, I know what you're saying. I know what you're Rock saying. Has I know, but his he doesn't language. sound like the thing Raekwon. is Rock. That's the difference. You can hear every word he says. Yes, hundred percent. He's absolutely 100%. pronouncing everything to the fucking T. You know what I mean? Like it's very uh, no. My mother can understand it. Calculator rap. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like he's. N that's why he said he's offbeat. I'm like, I've never heard him offbeat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't I think he can be offbeat. Just, you know, like the the flow and the sample. The sample was slower than the flow, and I was just like, like, what is this flow oh, that I've okay, never yeah, heard yeah, before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like like he's going at like one sixty and the and the the samples at like eighty. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 for What's sure. happening right now? He's breaking it down for you extra slow. Awesome. <laughs> it was it was special. For it sure. was special for sure. No, rock's dope, man. Rock's dope. We're gonna we're gonna listen to rock on our on our way uh, next trip. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, gentlemen, we gotta end. But this yeah, tonight. I'd like to come back on a cooler event. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe <laughs> uh, you know, a, a day where there's there's yeah. AC. Maybe. Yeah, get get someone else in the room also. Okay, mix it up. Deal, deal. Sounds we, good. We got we got eighty rock tonight. I'm pretty fucking happy about this one. <laughs> thank, thank you, you bro. for coming thank to you. be thank part you. of it. You're welcome back anytime. Yeah, man. This is the moment of truth. We are in the sweat lodge, coming to you live. We're gonna try and cool off a little bit, have a couple drinks. Mm. Thank everybody for tuning in and keep it locked as usual. Peace. Bong bong. <laughs>